warning, pop culture leftovers might not be suitable for people who can't handle insane amounts of profanity, so you might want to fuck off. Pop culture leftovers might take its time getting around to its advertised content as well. If this is a huge problem for you, then you too can fuck off. Pop culture leftovers typically has a long run time as well. If you can't handle a four to six hour podcast, then you probably won't like us, and you too can join the aforementioned cock thistles and fuck off altogether in unison. Others who may not be able to handle pop culture leftovers include children under the age of 14, if you regularly listen to NPR, are a pregnant woman that has spent most of your first, second, and third trimester looking at stupid shit on both Etsy and Pinterest, if you tuck in your t-shirts, if you use a Bluetooth headset in public, if you go to motivational speaking seminars, if you have life goals, if you have self-respect, if you have a heart condition, if you're a huge pussy, if you're a huge pussy with a heart condition, or if your name is Melvin, TFS706, or TJ Lamb. Everyone else, please enjoy. Episode 339. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good it toss it, good it taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. Uncool kids. What's to say has already been said. Leftovers. Only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Hey, Puddin', you're listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. But if I'm being honest, this show creeps me the fuck out. I toss it. Hey, welcome to Pop Culture Leftovers, the only podcast that sounds even better the second day after it's been uploaded. I'm Brian. I'm a leftover. No Jake this week. But I do have some guests that are joining me on this episode. And I'd like to start off with our first guest, you know her from past episodes, and you also know her as a reviewer on PopCultureLeftovers.com, Stephanie the Pretzel Chapman. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Hi. I don't know why I said that twice. Thanks for having me. It's probably because you've been drinking. <laughs> Just going to throw I it. I have. I have been. How many deep are you now? Three. Three. my third. There you go. Three deep. All right. <laughs> and we are also joined by Chris Eaton from... My One Black Friend and My One White Friend podcast. Welcome, Chris. First time. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You guys, uh, how's this, how, what are we doing this week? Oh, what are we, actually, Chris, hold on. I got a, I got a bone to pick with you, sir. Oh, yeah? What's that? Here we go. Here we go. I got a bone to pick with you. I was on one of your recent episodes. I'm going through and I'm looking at these. Going through looking at these episodes. And like one of the most recent episodes, you had, you had Stephanie Chapman on for episode oh 30. Oh my God, I, I already know where this is going. It's right? like, it says, uh, episode 30 with Stephanie Chapman. And then, uh, the week before, uh, uh, episode 29 with Dan West. And then you get down to my episode and it says, episode 23. <laughs> <laughs> Like zero fucking fanfare. Like I'm not. I'm not. Hey, hold on. I'm not asking for fucking like green M and M's in a bowl in the green room. Okay. I just. just I don't. Episode fucking twenty three is the title of my episode. What fucking? What kind of thought did you put into that shit? We only started listing the names with Dan West, uh, other than the variants that we had. So y- yes, I. Sh- 
I definitely should have put the guy that hosts the biggest podcast on pop culture in the country. I should have put his name down on there. Nah, let's, but, let's, uh, let's not let's not exaggerate. It should have just been. You know what? Why don't you go back and change it to like uh, episode twenty three fart sound? Because that's you know what I mean, Jason. <laughs> That would give you more credibility than having nothing. Right? Honestly, I think that might get you some more downloads on that one. Yeah. If it was, people it's be, funny because that one is the most downloaded one that we have. It's probably the worst episode you ever did. I was, I, I was terrible on that one. Nah, I think we all were terrible. And that's uh, our, our whole thing is that we're, we're idiots. OK, but we know we're idiots. So that almost makes us smart. Do you want to do you want to plug your podcast? And, and when you do that, when you do the plug in, don't do the disparaging thing like, oh, we're, you know, we're, we're like you, but we're not as good and we're not as polished. All right. Don't be don't, oh. don't be that. No, I want you to if you're going to talk about it, man, I want you to put yourself on a goddamn pedestal. I want because you because you guys are I'm doing past that. I'm telling you guys are doing something really funny over there and a, a lot of good shit. I've really enjoyed the episodes. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's called My One Black Friend and My One White Friend. Uh, we, we were aware that we have to shorten the title a little bit because I don't think anybody's going to go to my one black friend and my one white friend dot com. But it's, uh, it, you know, it's just we talk about shit that happened during the week and it's more like a, a comedy podcast than a uh, an actual review and pop culture podcast. And it's basically uh, me and a black guy talking about how we see things from a white and black perspective. And every now and then we have a Puerto Rican or an Asian on too. So, so those are the fun times. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed the episode. So keep it up over there. Um, let's see here. Now that I've picked that bone, is the audio fucked up again? No. All right. Good. No. Good. We were having some issues before and with the audio. I, I watched, uh, you could, you guys been watching the, uh, Josh Gad. Reunited Apart episodes. Yeah, have you seen any of them? No, but I heard no. about all of them. Did you watch the the newest one? It was the uh, Josh Gad Reunited Apart Different Strokes episode. Oh, who's left? Yeah, Todd Bridges. It was just him. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally just Josh Gad <laughs> and Todd Bridges talking on a fucking Zoom call because everybody else is fucking dead, either overdosed or. Natural causes or, I don't know, heart problems or something. <laughs> what a sad fucking show. Why is that so funny? It's, I don't, <laughs> it's crazy. Conrad Bain outlived Arnold and fucking yeah. and uh, Kimberly. Dana yeah, Plato. He passed away recently, like yeah. in the last like, year or two? Last like two, three years, Conrad Bain. He was, oh my God. What a, he's just a sweet... He was the only rich guy I liked on TV back then. What about the little the little ginger kid? Um, oh, Sam. Yeah, he Sam. he came in later. Oh. He doesn't count. <laughs> Dixie Carter's dead. Oh, really? Yeah, designing yeah. women. Dixie Carter. She was uh, Sam's mom in the first couple seasons. Then she left, and I think she went and did designing women. So they replaced her. That's what they do on these shows. They just replace the actors. What was it? They replaced, uh, uh, fucking, uh, the mom from Fresh Prince. Oh, that was, oh, yeah. that was a yeah. terrible idea. And then they replaced the mom from Family Matters on like the last season. Wait, what? 
Yeah, didn't they? I think she left. And then, like, Rachel, Aunt Rachel just left. Oh, yeah, she just disappeared. She just disappeared. Yeah. Judy went up the stairs, never came back. <laughs> she went upstairs to do porn. Oh, God, yeah. She's getting railed on the porn right now. <laughs> I couldn't believe that when I found that. You hear Stouffer's? You know Stouffer's? You go to the, the frozen foods and shit? Right. They're, they're developing... Um, the rumor is that they're developing a machine that will deliver mac and cheese on tap. Uh, like a oh, like, spout? Like a drone? Yeah, like a spigot. Like a spigot of mac and cheese. Like you turn it on like a faucet. And it's oh, just get like... Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's nasty. <laughs> that is a waste of R&D fun. I'm like, what, what, what a human being wants mac and cheese on tap? And, and how would they sell that? I, there's, there's going to be people buying it. I guarantee you. But are they going to sell the mechanism that distributes the mac and cheese? Or do you have to buy a new one every time and just refill it with mac and cheese? Or what? Oh, God. And it's all going to be, it's going to be Stouffer's mac and cheese. They're going to come in like little, you know what I mean? It's going to come in like a bag that you have to hook up to this thing. It'll heat it up and then you, oh, that's gross. Getting home, (laughs) kids getting home from school and they just turn on the mac and cheese faucet. It's disgusting. You're a shitty fucking parent. You're a (laughs) fucked up parent if that's what you, that's, that's your kid's fucking dinner. Make a goddamn meatloaf. Have some sides. I'll have fucking mac and cheese fucking faucet in your fucking kitchen. You lazy piece of shit. That's terrible. <laughs> oh, well, this is definitely going to be a top bottom five show. Yeah, it's terrible. I know, yeah. about fucking distributable mac and cheese within the first 10 minutes. Okay. What would you, what would you want to come out of a faucet? If you, like, honestly, like if there was something that could come out of a faucet in your home other than Stouffer's mac and cheese, what would you choose? Oh, I already know. What is it? Rice aroni. <laughs> Rice aroni. <laughs> Out of a garden hose. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Beef flavored riceroni. Oh, that sounds terrible. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I wanna I want a baked bean shower is what I want. I wanna walk into my bathroom and have a baked bean shower and just get showered with baked beans. Oh, like a bathtub full of baked beans? Like a bathtub full of baked beans. Oh, baked man, beans I, fans, are you? You a fan? I, I may have to change my answer, yeah. <laughs> I like That's, all I like all baked beans. There's uh, there's not a lot of baked beans I don't like. I like the, the baked beans with the brown sugar. Yep. Oh, man. Give me a little, you know, I'll even take some baked beans and I'll add a little bit of hot sauce into it if I want a little kick, if you know what I mean. What's jazzy. Not a word I would ever use, but yeah, sure. Fuck it, it's jazzy. French fries to come out of my faucet. French. I don't know how it would physically come out of the faucet, but this is a fantasy world, and so I'd want French fries to come out of my faucet. Yeah, at least I don't know. At least make your answer make sense. That makes that's this logistically. (laughs) It makes zero sense. I want to thank everybody. Like I bitched and moaned a couple weeks ago about nobody doing the Jaws audio, and then. I'm not sure who set it up, but somebody, it might have been Brooke. Brooke sent me the email and, um, 
a lot of people in the leftover army did like reenactments from Jaws and they were fantastic. Philip Guillet did one and just he, he had me cracking up. And then, uh, Stephen Redgrave, the, instead of doing Jaws, he did Paws where he got eaten by a shark cat and that was fucking hilarious. Everybody did a fantastic job and I want to thank everybody for that fucking video. It made me feel really good inside. So thank you. Mm. I, I heard last week where uh, Jake was like, oh, that's all well and good, but they're not getting my fucking copy of the DVD. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still getting that. He's still getting that. I got I to gotta send everybody's information to that lady so she can send those out. Um, oh, and then real quick, uh, on July 1st, uh, you'll be able to go to www.podcastawards.com. And uh, I've entered pop culture. This is another thing that you cannot participate in. Um, it's a it's a it's a podcast awards where I'm trying to get popcultureleftovers.com a little bit of recognition so we can win an award for uh, best podcast for TV and film. So feel free to ignore this one just like you did the Jaws contest, and that'll start on July 1st. You can go to podcastawards.com and not vote for us. I really don't expect us to win. I'm just doing it to see, uh, you know, what. <laughs> what'll happen or not happen so that'll be july 1st when that opens up and i will remind you every fucking week to vote for us so that'll be fun but yeah please vote for us podcastawards.com and if you vote for us uh tweet me or send me something and let me know and then if you're on uh twitter use the hashtag pca20 that's the hashtag they want people to use let people know that you're voting and I would appreciate it. So thank you. Let's move into good. Jesus Christ. 12 minutes of banter. Fun banter there. 12 minutes. <laughs> 12 minutes of food that could come out of a hose. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. You'll get a bunch of votes on that uh, podcast. I know. We're, we're, we're killing it. <laughs> Oh man, and then they talked about food coming out of hoses. I just, I'm done with Rogan. Done with Rogan. (laughs) I found my new podcast home, my new podcast family. Hmm, Anyway, let's move on into good pop band pop. (laughs) It's time for more leftover reviews with good pop. Bad Pop! The Good Pop, Bad Pop is where we talk about the things in the previous week and or weeks that we watched or read. Sometimes we rate these things, and if this is your first time listening, we'd like you to be familiar with our rating system. The rating system is simple. If the leftovers don't like something, they toss it. If they do like something, they suggest you taste it. And if it's brilliant, it gets a Tupperware rating. If all the leftovers love it, then it gets the pinnacle of success, a Tupperware party. Real quick, I'm going to talk about this one. I watched a movie called Villains on Hoopla, and... uh Hoopla is free, and participating libraries uh, allow you to have Hoopla access. So check with your local library, and you might be able to get Hoopla for free. And they drop new fucking movies on here. It's crazy. Like, some of these movies that go to video on demand, like, within two weeks, they're on fucking Hoopla. It's amazing. So check that out. 
but I watch Villains on Hoopla, and it stars Bill Skarsgård. This one came out late last year, like in the fall, and I had not seen it. And I I recently started hearing about it and people talking about it, and uh, stars Bill Skarsgård, Micah Monroe, uh, Blake Baumgartner, Jeffrey Donovan, and Kyra Sedgwick. And it's about a pair of amateur criminals break into a suburban home. They stumble upon a dark secret that two sadistic homeowners will do anything to keep from getting out. Um, first off, I'm going to say this movie's a fucking Tupperware. It is incredible. Like these criminals, you watch them like, you know, rob a convenience store and then they're driving away. They run out of gas and then they're freaking out. Like, you know, they're worried about the cops catching up to them. And so they see this house. They go into this house and they go into the basement. And I'm going to give this movie's been out for a while. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a spoiler here. I'm going to try to give you the hook to maybe want to watch this. There's a fucking little girl chained up to a radiator in the fucking basement. And so, oh my God. Yeah, they've broken into fucking like these kidnappers' homes. Like, and these people aren't just like kidnappers. They're psycho. They're crazy. Um, and, uh, they're played by Jeffrey Donovan and, uh, Kyra Sedgwick. And it's crazy to see people that are doing bad things get themselves into a worse situation with people that are way more dangerous than they, than they themselves. It was, I was fascinated by this movie and I absolutely love it. I highly recommend it. It's called Villains and if you can get it on VOD, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere else, but I highly recommend this one. It is fucking fantastic. So yeah, that's Villains with Bill Skarsgård. And this is probably the best thing I've ever seen Bill Skarsgård in. I was not the, I liked it. I gave it a taste it, but I'm not the biggest fan of the new it. And I wasn't a huge fan of Castle Rock. I, I dropped off of Castle Rock. Yeah, so did I. But I, I fucking, this, he is so good in this. He is fantastic in this. Highly recommend villains. Um, Perry Mason. This dropped on HBO. Did you guys get a chance to see Perry Mason? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Set in 1932 Los Angeles, the series focuses on the origin story of famed defense lawyer Perry Mason, based on characters from Earl Stanley Gardner novels. Living check to check as a low-rent private investigator, Mason is haunted by his wartime experiences in France and suffering the effects of a broken marriage. L.A. is booming while the rest of the country recovers from the Great Depression. But a kidnapping gone very wrong leads to Mason exposing a fractured city as he uncovers the truth of the crime. Instructed by Tim Van Patten, this guy has directed episodes of Boardwalk Empire, Black Mirror, Deadwood, Game of Thrones, The Pacific, Rome, Sopranos, and The Wire. Like this is this is fucking this is a big get for HBO. Uh, even though he's done Boardwalk, this guy's just been around. And it stars Matthew Reese as Perry Mason, uh, Juliet Rylance, Chris Chalk, Shea Wiggum. I love Shea Wiggum. I think that guy's a fucking underrated character actor. I think he's great. Tatiana Maslany is in the series. She hasn't shown up yet, really. And then John Lithgow. Um, I'm going to get your thoughts. Stephanie, what did you think about Perry Mason on HBO? I really enjoyed it. Um, I know it was just one episode. Um, so it, I, I would rate it a taste it. Um, I'm definitely intrigued. You mentioned Boardwalk Empire, which I found interesting because as I'm watching it, as I was watching it, I thought to myself, this has a very like gritty Boardwalk Empire type of a feel to it. Um, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's dark. I, I'm not familiar with the original Perry Mason, so I went into this completely green and not knowing much. 
Um, but I'm a, I'm a big fan of the cast. I'm a big fan of what they brought so far. Um, that first scene, not to give anything away, but there's a scene with like a crime that's being committed in the beginning of the episode that piqued my interest. I found it very interesting. I want to see how that's going to be resolved. And um, I really enjoyed it. I give it a taste of it. Uh, what'd you think, Chris? I, I, I don't know how anybody could have enjoyed this. Uh, <laughs> I, I found this thing fucking difficult to watch. It, it's basically just a, a bunch of depressed people running around with their stupid little rascals hats on. And fucking I, I don't think anybody in the show cracked a smile one time, except maybe when the fat guy was eating the food off that chick's vag. And that's literally the only time I said, oh, this might be interesting. And I, I don't think that anybody. How many times have you said that looking at Pornhub videos with the same <laughs> content? You know what I mean? Oh, this might be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> literally every day. Okay. Uh, fair enough. I, I, I just don't think that like the three of you is when you think of characters from the most historically great TV shows. Did any of you think like, oh man, I really want to learn more about Perry fucking Mason? But like, no. Like, I went and did some research and they had a bunch of films in the 30s. They had a radio show in the 40s about him. There was a TV show in the 50s and I vaguely remember the um, the the movie of the week Perry Mason's in like the 80s with, uh, what's his name, Raymond Burr? Oh yeah, Raymond Burr. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a giant John Lithgow fan, and I love when Robert Patrick makes these weird appearances in shows that you wouldn't expect him to. But but I just couldn't get into this fucking show at all, and I, I, I don't even see myself remotely excited for another episode. So uh, th- this would be a big old toss it for me. Jesus Christ! I watch God. I. Uh, I- I'm a, I, I, I like it a lot more than both of you. I, I fucking. <laughs> I, 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 this is like, okay, I, they could have gone just like with the, uh, oh, the prolific lawyer guy, you know, and like here he is in the courtroom doing his court shit. Instead, he's a fucking, he's kind of a scuzzbag. And I hear for the first four episodes, he's just kind of like a, a just a scuzzbag. And, you know, he's taking pictures. He's basically like the paparazzi, you know, selling pictures, these these pictures of these murders, these high prolific murder cases and stuff like that. Really shitty thing to do. And like in this first episode, I will spoil a little bit of it. There's uh there's a baby that's been kidnapped and, uh, you know, the kidnappers want the money in exchange for the baby. The parents are giving the baby back and the baby the baby has been dead for a while. Like they, they fucking took like string and they like sewed the baby's eyes open. It was one of the most disturbing things that I have seen in a long time. I was, and then they had to show it again in the fucking morgue. I was like, really? We got to do this. But it, it was really disturbing. I, I just kind of like seeing like this kind of like deconstruction of this character, not just being like this prolific fucking lawyer and instead just being like, actually kind of a piece of shit these first few episodes and and um i i really fucking enjoyed it i'm i'm I, and i think the setting is amazing uh the 1930s i think all the costumes look great and i wasn't i wasn't thinking about spanky and buckwheat and the little rascals and shit <laughs> when i was watching it 
<laughs> but uh, I, I fucking really liked it. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say it. I loved it. I'm gonna give it a Tupperware. I thought it was fantastic. Jesus Christ! Oh man! I, I know we're, we're opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, could would our porn line up? Would we even enjoy the same porn? <laughs> well, probably not. Uh, I mean, yeah, you enjoy watching fucking. Uh, I don't know that guy eat, that, that gigantic man eating <laughs> eating food off of that woman's vagina. Yeah, I, no, I, I didn't enjoy that part. I said the only remotely interesting part of the entire show, besides you, the uh, you want to spin off baby eyes. You want to spin off of that guy just eating food <laughs> off of women's vaginas? I, I don't want to spin off of any of this shit. <laughs> Like, this is just garbage, this show. I I was like, I'm so waiting for the next Game of Thrones or fucking Watchmen from HBO, and this is not it at all. This is a depressing-ass, boring show. You want to see him eat brisket off her ass next. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fucking get a little steak in there. All right, yeah. Eat eat that cream corn off her tits. I'm loving it. (laughs) Oh, man, this this new Barry Mason's amazing! <laughs> He's eating squash off a of veg. It's oh, it's crazy. Anyway, oh my god, I can get loud this week, and that feels good. Like I'm not in that fuck. There was a fucking noise alarm in that Airbnb last week that I. Oh remember. yeah, I, re- I remember you talking about it. Fucking yeah, ridiculous. I did take a picture of it. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I, I found out you could just unplug it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Perry Mason, very divisive, very divisive. Man, just we we ran the gamut on the ratings there. Went from a toss it to taste it to Tupperware. It's insane. (laughs) All over the goddamn place. I'm still waiting for – I love Tatiana Maslany. I think she's talented as fuck. I loved her in Orphan Black. I think she should have been cast as Jen Erso in Rogue One and not that other Felicity Jones. I mean, I, I fucking, I love her. So I'm going to definitely continue to watch Perry Mason so I can get a little bit more Tatiana Maslany in my life. I love her. Um, I watched Ringside. I'm not going to talk about this one too long. I watched Ringside. This is on Showtime, and it's uh, an award-winning documentary. It chronicles the dramatic upbringing of boxing prodigies Kenneth Sims Jr. and Destiny Butler Jr. and their aspirations of surviving on the dangerous south side of Chicago to achieve boxing glory. Uh, it's directed by Andre Horman. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He's a German director, and he's got those two little dots above the O in his name. It could be Andre Horman. I don't know how the fuck to pronounce it. Uh, Andre Horman. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta roll my tongue. I gotta, do I have to in it? I don't know what I have to do to say this fucking guy's name. And it stars, uh, Kenneth Sims Jr. and Destiny Butler Jr. And it basically chronicles these young, uh, boxers kind of like growing up that they've been touted. They're like prodigies. They've been touted as like becoming like these great boxers ever since they were young children. Like they, and they train. It's insane. The training regimen that they go through. But one of them gets in trouble with the law and goes to fucking prison and spends six years in prison. So like they're documenting one who's like, you know, they're documenting Kenneth Sims and like he's going through all these, uh, he's trying to get to the Olympics and then they, they chronicle him going pro and, um, 
then they get to destiny and he's in fucking prison and he can't train in prison. Like he can do push-ups and shit and try to stay. And he's been out of it. Um, this is, I thought it was a fantastic documentary. I'm going to give it a high taste. It's kind of like the hoop dreams of boxing movies. I'm going to give it a high taste. I really enjoyed this one. It's on Showtime. If you have Showtime, I highly recommend it. Um, Chris, I heard you talk about this on your podcast last week. Uh, and I watched one episode before I heard you talk about it. So I knew you were talking about Ultimate Tag. Oh, my God. What <laughs> garbage that is, right? <laughs> this finally we can fucking agree on something. Oh, oh my God. God. It's like fucking it was just shit. It's it, was, like, it was literal shit. It's one of these like reality based competition shows with zero reality. It's like you've got you've it, it's a tag it, it's a tag game so you've got like three contestants the rules are fucked up in this the rules are fucked up in this first round I think I think they like if they drop the fucking personas the aliases of these fucking characters they're all like little fucking like uh superheroes or something like yeah. you, you got one who's the geek and then you got one who's like I don't know it's just ridiculous the name. boss the boss yeah the kid <laughs> and uh so so dumb but in the first the first round they have three contestants run out onto this obstacle course and they have to they have to avoid whoever can avoid the the guy trying to tag them the longest or something like wins or some shit and and it's like the person that's trying to tag you just concentrates on one person they just they, they and until they fucking catch that person and so, like, the other people are left out onto the obstacle course longer. Of course. It's it's the dumbest fucking setup <laughs> ever. It's terrible. It's terrible. Like, I, I thought the rules of this were just not well thought through. Um, just, just a terrible fucking show. And it was like, I don't know if it's on NBC or ABC or CBS, but... It's on Fox. Well, they should be ashamed. They, they should be. Absolutely. A hundred percent they should. And, like, the fucking, like... The football player and his two brothers. Like I don't give a fuck about you know what I mean. Like the, it's hosted by this football player, and then he brings his two brothers along. It's like, is this the show with JJ Watt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it it's, is garbage. It's, it's like, like a bad gla American Gladiators. Yeah, it's like Mark Wahlberg, you know, <laughs> bringing along his brother that makes hamburgers onto TV or something. Like no. <laughs> Or like, or it's it's like it's like finding out what the fucking other Manning brother is doing. Like nobody knows. <laughs> Eli, <laughs> who gives a fuck with the third Manning brother? He's not a football player. Anyway, ah, Jesus probably works at like a mattress factory or something. Um, you know, he's probably in development for that fucking Stouffer's mac and cheese spigot that we talked about go. earlier. He's gonna be in the commercial. <laughs> um, that show is so bad that they even get like ghetto people to be on the show. Like that first episode where that girl was just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going after that money. And I'm like, it's only $10,000. Like fucking, it's basically history channel forged in fire money. Okay. And it's, it's not like Fox money. Like, like Fox should at least give them, you know, $50,000 or whatever. And this ghetto chick fucking was talking shit. And she was, of course, like the first one out. So and and just these horrible 
like a American gladiator type people. But I, I just didn't, you know, um, my partner brought up that uh, there was a show called The Four is Lava that's very similar to that. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I didn't see that. But if it's anything like this one, it's just trash. I saw The Floor is Lava. That show is really dependent upon the guests, like the competitors that they have on it. Because, like, yeah. I watched it. The first two episodes, I could not stand any of the people that they had on the show. Everybody was overacting and, and stupid. And then, like, I've got to the third episode and they brought on, like, these three black guys that were just hilarious. And I was like, they, they make this show fun. They make this show fun. Their interactions are making this show fun. It's just, they had like the fucking triplets and they thought they were over the top and they ridiculous. They were so over the top. Yeah, yeah. And like the mom and her two kids were terrible. Um, but like, I, after, you know what, after I watched those three black guys, like do their thing on the course. I was kind of like, I don't think it's going to get any better than this. I'm, I'm out. I'm tapping out of this fucking show. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Like it's the same fucking thing. And American Gladiators. Oh my God. When they brought it back, it was not good. I, I loved American Gladiators back in like the eighties and nineties yeah. when they fucking just let them take horse pills, these steroids, just, they were so, like, that's what I, I want roided out American gladiators. I just want fucking yep. vascular, veiny, gigantic American gladiators. And, oh man, instead, instead, when they come back, they had people that they're probably drug testing them and they're just all, <laughs> I don't know, thin and lean and shit, you know, I don't know. I was just like, no, I want, I want them to look like the ultimate warrior. Right. I, well, the uh, the girl I remember, or one of the blonde girls, was uh, one of the girls in uh, Skin Deep. Oh yeah, that, uh, John Ritter. Yeah, and, and John Ritter movie. Yeah, yeah you got to see some. Uh, got and, to and see. I used to love when they would fucking rocket the fucking tennis balls at people, mm -hmm. and they didn't, didn't even care if they hit him in the face or anything. Like it was, it was great. And when it came back in the nineties, it was like everybody's running around like they're in a fucking umpire's uniform. Fucking, <laughs> you could tell that they can't get hurt. They, you know, it's it's just it it was just pathetic. The uh the, the redo was just sad. Yeah. But fucking the originals were so good. The only guy I liked in the in the in the new one, his name was Wolf, and he would just he would go he would just howl like a like a wolf. Yeah. And he, <laughs> I was just like, this guy's ridiculous. Oh, Skin Deep, the American Gladiator girl in Skin Deep. Uh, got to see side boob in that, and that was the biggest tease in that movie yep. when I was watching it as a twelve-year-old. I hated That's side. Right. I hated side boob. <laughs> hated. I was not a fan of side boob. Not a big fan of side Is boob because it it's not full boob. It's not full boob. I watched. I I remember. <laughs> I remember like this is uh, Married with Children era. Christina Applegate. It was her first movie. I can't remember what it was called. Might have been called Streets. I'm not sure. I maybe I'm just making that up. But I, I watched the entire movie because HBO teased that it had nudity in it. And I was just like, oh my God, I might get to see nude Christina Applegate. Keep in mind, I'm fucking 12 years old and she was just amazing. And it was a side boob scene. And I, oh my God, I was so angry. I watched this whole movie for side boob. I was so, I was so mad at the side boob. Ridiculous. Um, straight up, watch straight up. Yeah, fuck ultimate tag, toss it. Um, 
absolute garbage. Uh, watch straight up on Netflix. I guess this movie came out last year to some festivals. Limited release. Uh, Todd, a 20-something with OCD, meets Rory, a struggling actress, in the self-help section of a library. However, the friendship becomes on and uh, brings on an identity crisis of sorts as Todd begins to wonder if he's only socially conditioned himself to be gay and can find happiness by dating a woman. Though friends dismiss the idea as an example of Todd's internalized homophobia, Rory agrees to pursue a romantic relationship with him, though sex and other acts of physical intimacy are off the table. It's written and directed by James Sweeney. James Sweeney stars as Todd in this movie. Uh, and it also starts Katie Findlay. Uh, uh, Chris, what'd you think about, uh, straight up? Bun? Fuck you, man. Uh, that shit was, this movie is the reason why nobody likes young people. Okay. It was so fucking bad with the fast talking and the fucking, I might be gay. I might not be gay. Bullshit. It was, uh, I, I I struggle to find anything good with this fucking movie. Um, oh, you know who I did like? Uh, there was that guy in that. Uh, who, who was his father? Randall Park from uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. And, and always be my maybe, right? That was uh yeah uh yeah yeah he was in that as well yeah that, he he was my favorite part where he's like the fucking Mexicans that's why. You know, fucking, and I was like, oh, finally a dude that talks like no, a normal fucking human being. But th- th- this is why, but millennials, this movie is a clear reason why people hate you. So I think that you all should watch it and learn from it because this movie was fucking garbage. And I, I tossed this one too. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wait, it's, it's, Stephanie, what did you think about this? I didn't get a chance to watch it, but now I'm nervous. <laughs> Was it not very? It, I, I'm kind of surprised. It was on my list. I didn't get to it. That's all right. Um, I I didn't hate this one as, as much as <laughs> as much as Chris did. Just that was just like pure vile hatred. There, I feel like uh, Stouffer's just developed a fucking spigot that just spits hate and vile, and it's the Chris Eaton fucking spigot. Um, I uh, I uh, I. I'm going to give it a high taste. It, the fast talking, it just reminded me of like, uh, um, uh, like the Kevin Smith shit back in the day. They're totally different, but it's, it's almost like that, that dialogue that you hear and like, man, I see, I, I don't want to compare it too much to like, you hear this kind of talk. It's, it's like a, it's like a poor man's version of like a Kevin Smith or a Tarantino where they, right. where they do or, that kind of stuff. Do you remember that, uh, that show Sports Night? No, I, did, uh, I remember the show. The I didn't watch did. it. The same guy that wrote the West Wing wrote that, and it was very like wannabe that you know that kind of writing where the fa- fast talking and fast responses and it it, w- it was so unrealistically unbelievable that you know Stephanie, I'd be interested to know you know when you do watch this what you think of it. Okay. It's just I, the one thing that I thought was really odd was like when he was talking about how being gay was a choice. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on? I, he's this this character's super confused about his sexuality and has not had uh, a sexual experience really at all with anyone, and I guess was just trying to con- connect with somebody on an emotional, intimate level. And, uh, really kind of does find love with her 
and but he's like terrified of vaginas. So it's and, and uh, bodily fluids. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting kind of like character study, as far as like you know, I I I don't know like I I don't know if like this person exists, but I thought, I thought it was interesting. <laughs> um, but I, I I do have a couple friends that were in a relationship together, and they were both tops, and so that made their their sex life very dull so wow yeah yeah that was a it was a yeah when you have two guys that are in love with each other but they're both tops it's like sex is reserved for like birthdays and holidays and one of them's gonna get really drunk because that's and and, you know when we talked about this you know i talked to him like you know i'll talk straight sex they'll talk gay sex and it's i don't know it's uh it's it's man i was like dude that's a tough one that's a tough one. You're both tops. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I go, I don't know. If, I don't know. I love sex. I don't know if I could fucking do that. So I was, I don't know. That's, that's, that's a rough one, but, uh, I, I'm going to give it a high taste that I, I enjoyed this one quite a bit, to be quite honest with you. I thought the friendship between the two was funny. I thought some, I thought, I didn't think all of the writing was clever, but some of the stuff that they would come up with was pretty clever. They were having a conversation about irony. And then like halfway through the conversation, I realized they were, they were talking about how bullshit that fucking Alanis Morissette song is. That isn't that ironic. And I thought like, I was like, I really enjoyed the, the actor that played Rory. And some of like her rebuttals to this guy and like how, you know, it's, it's not ironic. And I, I thought some of the dialogue and some of the writing was pretty, pretty funny. Just me. We <laughs> 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 are just on opposite ends oh, of the spectrum here. <laughs> mm. Eric Andre, legalized everything, dropped on Netflix. <laughs> This is Eric Andre. I'm a huge fan of Eric Andre. I, I watched the, I watched the Eric. Oh, here we go. I can already tell. I watched the Eric Andre show. I've seen, I've seen him. I, I, I even watched two broke girls when he was in that season. I love Eric Andre. And this is his first stand up special ever. He takes the stage in New Orleans and tackles flawed fast food icons, the wonders of autofill and the bizarre choice for the cops theme song. And, uh, Chris, go ahead and toss it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know how I tell you that I I took notes for this episode and I never take notes. Yeah. And literally my notes for this whole special, I'm going to read it word for word. Didn't laugh once. Literally just a high moron sweating. Toss it. Oh my god! Oh my god, Stephanie, did you tell me you watched this? I did watch it. I did. It. Tell me that your your notes are not word for word verbatim what Chris just said. No, <laughs> I no, I watched it. His, I think his frantic comedy isn't 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 my is it my deal. I laughed a couple of times. I was going to give it a low taste. It, um, it just was. I think it was a little too frantic for me. Um, I did laugh a few times, so I don't think it was completely void of humor or anything. Um, but I give a low taste it. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just like I, I, I mean, I'm a lone wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think it started off a little rough, but as it went along, I was just like, oh man, I, I really, I was kind of laughing my ass off. I, the text message shit at the end was fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. Is he, is stand up his, is, did he, is he like one of those comedians that started as stand up and so that's kind of his foundation or did he start as a like comedic actor and stand up as what he's branching off into? He started, like, I remember seeing him, uh, he's like, after like the whole Tim and Eric craze, he did an Eric, the Eric Andre show on Adult Swim, which is like another 15 minute Adult Swim show. And it was kind of like a, a talk show and he, he would have the this show is bizarre he and it was uh his like ed mcmahon he was like the johnny carson and his ed mcmahon was hannibal Buress. and um he would the way that they taped this show was crazy because the show only lasted 15 minutes but they would have like b-list celebrities show up and he would interview them and they did not know who he was or really what they were getting into. And they should probably fire their agents because he (laughs) would do some crazy fucking shit on this show. I remember he was like, who was it? He was, I think he was interviewing, it might've been James Vanderbeek. I can't remember, but like under his desk, there were two little people dressed up with a smaller desk one was dressed as James Vanderbeek and one was dressed as Eric Andre underneath his desk. It was the most, and he would just do bizarre shit on this fucking show. And, um, I, that's what I remember him from was the Eric Andre show. And like, they, they would film for hours, for hours. And like, they would keep the set like really hot and uncomfortable for people. <laughs> and they would just, they would basically throw out like the weirdest stuff that happened in these interviews on that show. And I've, I've seen people get pissed off at him and get angry at him. Every once in a while, he'd just start puking and like spitting up shit. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was a fucking bizarre show, but I absolutely loved it. And I really, <laughs> I love this special. <laughs> I loved it. I loved, I loved them talking about the fucking cops theme song and how it's like, it's basically, it's like white cops doing horrible things and like this happy reggae song. I was just like, <laughs> like that makes no sense. I, I, I love Eric. I think you gotta be an Eric Andre fan, maybe first. Why? Well, I, I noticed all the, uh, the audience were like 22-year-olds, 25-year-olds. Um, uh, it just makes me sad for these people that don't know what real comedy is because this was not the, – the whole – Stephanie's right. The whole frantic thing definitely got on my nerves after like the first two or three minutes. <laughs> and I, I thought the, um, the, the, the reggae thing, the, the cops thing, you know, that could have had potential, but he fucking dragged it on for like 15 minutes and, you know, I, I've had fucking, you know, fucking train rides to Manhattan that lasted shorter than that. So fucking it, it's just I just thought it was garbage and he wasn't funny at all. Like, I'm shocked that you did a posting on it. Oh, yeah. On oh, Facebook yeah. Where where I saw it and, and you're like. Well, you know, watching Eric Andre and enjoying it. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Oh, I didn't say I was enjoy. I never give away what I say. Oh, okay, okay. But you didn't You didn't shit all over it, which no. is what I would have done. No, um, I never give away my thoughts on anything before we record. All I put was currently watching Eric Andre, and Eric Andre 
liked my tweet. That's all I put. Yeah, yes, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fucking, I wouldn't tell people about Fuck, that. you're no Perry Mason. You go into that courtroom <laughs> spouting off these false fucking bull, this bullshit that never even fucking happened. <laughs> I tell you what, I do love the Ozzy Osbourne song, Perry Mason. Okay. Um, but you like the show as well. Yeah. I like that. Well, I like the song a little bit more. Okay, that, that's at least better. Okay, okay. I'm glad I got approval in your eyes, Chris. Oh, here we go. Oh, here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. Here we go. Big shot PCL. Like oh, right, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to hear the, the Jerry Springer ding, ding, ding. Here we go. Here we go. Where's Steve? Where's Big Steve? Oh, he's not here anymore. He's got his own fucking show. Steve Wilkos. <laughs> That fucking Steve Wilkos. I was addicted to that fucking Steve Wilkos show. That that just took the ball and ran with it, man. Fucking he uh he, he did he did well. I like uh, yeah, he did fucking great just for being like the bouncer on that fucking show. Well, it, it, right, exactly. He got his own fucking show. You know what I mean? And then like and then he wasn't putting up with people's shit. They'd get on that fucking respect your mom, you sit down, get off my stage. <laughs> I loved it when he said that. That was my favorite thing. He'd like these people would fucking come in there and they'd fucking they disrespect their mothers or they disrespect whoever the fuck they brought in there. Get off my stage. <laughs> if I ever if I had a child and they they back talk me, that's what I would say to them. Get off my stage. <laughs> anyway. Fuck. It, this is actually funnier than the Eric Andre special, just so we're clear about that. They're so brutal. I don't know. I, I, th- I honestly, I think the mac and cheese spigot that we talked about earlier. I think that's high, that's some highbrow comedy, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh my! I'm regretting that one. This is like one of those stories that I read throughout the week, and I'm like, oh, people might find this interesting. And then, like, I don't know, <laughs> talking about a beans shower and all this other shit. What the fuck? All right. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. My Spy. Oh, my. Chris, how much did you hate this movie? Um, Dude. My Spy. Hold on. Hold on. My Spy. This is uh, a hardened CIA operative finds himself at the mercy of a precocious nine-year-old girl having been sent undercover to surveil uh, surveil her family. Uh, It's directed by Peter Seagal. He directed 51st States. He directed Naked Gun 33 and a Third. Stars Dave Bautista as a CIA agent. Tasked with surveying uh, Sophie's mother in hopes of locating her criminal brother-in-law, Chloe Coleman plays Sophie. Kristen Shaw's in this. Prissa Fitzhenley uh, and Ken Jong is in this one. So, uh, Chris, what did you think about My Spy? I actually loved everything about this fucking movie. Okay, of course, you've seen it all before. Okay. Yeah, can, can, can I just say, can I say kindergarten cop? Dude, yes, but fucking <laughs> Dave Batista actually just seems to be getting into his comfort zone acting because when I watched uh, Stuber, he was like the worst part of that movie for me, and I fucking love that fucking movie. I, but, love, uh, I love Stuber, and, too. I thought it yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, Stuber was great. And in this movie, I got more of a, like a, a Drax personality mixed with like an awkward CIA guy, and I fucking loved it. And the, the the lesbian partner was awesome. 
uh, she, you know, she and him uh, played, you know, played off each other. Oh, well, yeah, that's Kristen she, Shaw from uh, she was in Bob's Burgers and Bob's then she, Burgers. Yeah. yeah. And then, oh, oh, God, she was in uh, Last Man on Earth with uh, Will Forte. Yeah, I, I, I fucking love this movie. I, I give it. A high tasted. That's awesome. That's incredible. Um, <laughs> I, I reviewed Stuber on uh, on our website and sent uh, a fresh rating to Rotten Tomatoes, and then I sent the article to Dave Batista, who retweeted me, and that was like, "Oh, that's wow. awesome!" I yeah, because like I, I saw like the reviews for that, and like it wasn't getting favorable reviews, and I was like, "I really love this movie," and I think. Dave Batista might need this right now. Um, so I did, I sent, I tweeted it to him and, and, um, so that, I thought that that was cool. What'd you think, Stephanie? I enjoyed it. It was cute. Uh, like Chris said, like, I, you know, you've seen it all before. There's nothing new about it. I, I think the, there's a part in the middle where like the part was establishing the relationship between him and the little girl that felt like it dragged out a little bit long. I felt like the whole, the, 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 the conflict between the bad guys and I like, guess what the actual mission was took such a back seat. It took like a third row seat. Mm. So I didn't love that. But like Dave Batista is super lovable. He's a big teddy bear. I think he did. I, I agree. There are some aspects of like that kind of Drax personality that kind of shown through that I liked a lot. I give it a taste. It's seen it before. It's cute. It's not. It's entertaining and enjoyable. Um, I don't need to see it again, but it was fine. I am a Dave Batista fanboy. Not when it comes to the wrestling shit. Never watched his wrestling shit. But everything that he's done since then as like, you know, like with Drax was like really my first uh exposure to this guy. And then and then of course listening to his interviews on uh Michael Rosenbaum's podcast inside of you. Listen to both of them. They're both fantastic. I just love this guy as a person. And so I feel like I don't know, I've got a little bit of that fandom uh for him. And then just seeing like how much he's kinda like grown as an actor it's impressive. Like I'm impressed by some of these like wrestlers turned actors and I'm not talking about like fucking like Hulk Hogan. He was terrible. Is that, what was it? What was he with a nanny? What was he? What was he? What was he? What was that movie? He was, and then, Oh, no holds barred. Like, Oh, it was just a terrible fucking movie. He's a terrible actor, but John Cena and the rock and, and now Dave Batista have really impressed me. And I think Dave Batista is just kind of just like starting to kind of like come into his own when it comes to this stuff, I laughed quite a bit. I thought this movie was very charming and very funny, and it it, it is just kindergarten cop all over again. Just instead of him being a cop, it's the CIA. Um, you're absolutely 100 percent right, Stephanie. The whole like villain story and all that stuff kind of really took a backseat for like the relationship yeah. that was like forming between him and the kid, and then like her mom and all this other stuff. But um, I just enjoyed like this, you know, I, I thought the little kid was a great actor, too. I, I really thought that she was had great chemistry with him. And I loved seeing uh, the scenes of him teaching her how to become like a spy and stuff like that. I was cracking the fuck up like when there was that explosion and they were walking away from it and like. And he turned her head and all that stuff. It's, it's stuff that I'd seen in the trailer before, but like, I didn't know like how that explosion happened. And I thought that that was like one of the best parts. And then like, um, I don't know. They, they, there was a lot of stuff that they showed in the trailer in this movie, but there, they, there was additional jokes past that, 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 that actually made it work better for me. Um, 
I, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I really, I will watch this again. And I think like, yeah, um, it's, it, I'll give it a Tupperware. I thought Dave Batista was fantastic. I loved the relationship be- between him and that kid. And like, there were even some like tender moments between him and the mom and stuff like that, that I thought were really sweet. I, I really liked this movie quite a bit. Wasn't uh, Dave Batista one of the one of the guys really sta- uh, standing up for uh, James Gunn too? Oh, he was the uh, yeah. he was the first one and pretty much the only vocal one. And I think like that now now that James Gunn's like you know I think I think Guardians Three is my last movie and the team's going to be different going forward. I, I think that really has to do with Dave Batista basically saying like, yeah, I'm not com- I'm not going back to that. I'm not doing anymore with marvel you know i'm done so like i think the team's going to change big time you know i i I don't know i I think star lord will be there and of course rocket and group but who knows you know zoe saldana might be done i don't know she might be well yeah because i i think rocket is outshined quill now where rocket could just have his own movie Oh, dude, I was thinking they should do it. Me and Jake have talked. Like, we think that Rocket and Groot should have, like, their own fucking Disney Plus series. Like, and it should be, a, oh, yeah. It should be a pre, it should be a prequel with the old Groot. Like, just watching those two before they met Quill and before they met, you know, the, the, the other guardians. Like, just like them being bounty hunters and stuff. I yeah. think that that would be a funny fucking show. Just watching Rocket and Groot being bounty hunters going all over the place and just, like, catching people and shit. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Bradley Cooper, who knows? I mean, they've been able to snag some big fucking actors for these fucking shows, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah, they got they got dudes coming back. Like, who who would have thought Ewan McGregor would do fucking TV? And, who, you know, um, uh, actually getting Anthony Mackie and uh, what's the name back? Uh, Sebastian Stan. Yeah. That, that's I'm looking forward to that like you wouldn't oh. believe. And uh, WandaVision, too. It's like... I wouldn't have thought Paul Bettany would have done a TV series, you know? Yeah. But um, but I, I'm psyched for everything on that fucking channel coming up. They're throwing the money at them, man. They're, yeah. Uh, fucking Disney Plus is throwing the money at this shit. This this whole COVID thing has just fucked everything up. Yeah. With everything coming out. Yeah. Everything's just pushed out of fucking... I gotta wait another fucking year for Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness and that fucking maddens me and it's directed by sam fucking Raimi. are you kidding me oh, well God. also do you think the wandavision show was going to get pushed back because of it <laughs> it it's you you would think because they they're, they're tied so closely and then loki's actually tied in closely with it as well so you know i think i think yeah i don't know i i, I feel like i feel like the i feel like the Falcon and Winter Soldier show is going to be tied in a little bit with what's going on, maybe in Black Widow, possibly. So, yeah, I could probably see that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's coming out when in October? <laughs> is it? <laughs> I, I, I thought I heard October, but October I, might yeah. just be the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think it's they were they were intending for it to come out in the fall. I was thinking October or November. It'd be it'd be smart for them to stack it. You know, have the Mandalorian finish it, and once the Mandalorian's finished, give a week reprieve, and then then give us like the the Falcon and Winter Soldier series sometime yeah. in like December or something. Merry Christmas! Here's the fucking Falcon and Winter Soldier. So excited! Eurovision. Eurovision, full, full title, Eurovision Song Contest, the story of 
fire saga when aspiring musicians Lars and Sigrid are given the opportunity to represent their country at the world's biggest song competition. They finally have a chance to prove that any dream worth having is a dream worth fighting for. Um, it's probably the most serious thing in the whole movie is that synopsis. This came out on Netflix <laughs> on Friday. This is uh stars Will Ferrell and uh I don't know. I'm very uh weird about Will Ferrell. Love Will Ferrell and you know a lot of the old SNL stuff. Loved Elf and I loved Step Brothers. Not a big fan of the other shit. I couldn't care about what was that fucking basketball movie he did. I thought it was terrible. Oh, where they did the, uh, he was the first one to do the alley-oop. Yeah, and the, the semi-pro, <laughs> semi-pro. And then uh, the fucking Blades of Glory. Um, oh, Talladega Nights had funny parts in it. I, I don't think as a whole movie it's amazing, but my God, it's it's got quotable funny scenes in it. I love it when he's praying to the baby Jesus, um, you know, stuff like that. I think it's hilarious. As a whole, I, I don't know if I could, I could watch clips of that movie. But uh, I'm kind of split on Will Ferrell. Uh, but Step Brothers, you had a love, oh, right? God. Because you could do the same thing with that. I fucking love Step Brothers. Yeah. I love Step Brothers. I, but I'm a big. I'm a. I actually, I think that uh, what's his name? The other John guy. Riley. Yeah, John C. Riley. I think John C. Riley's better. I, did you ever watch Doctor Steve Brule on Adult Swim? No, I didn't. Oh, God, that's funny, too. I, I just have a stupid sense of humor. I enjoy Eric Andre and Tim and Eric and fucking John C. Riley just acting like fucking frantic morons. Nobody else likes that stuff. I'm just a, I'm a fucking weirdo. <laughs> uh, uh, Rachel McAdams is in this one. I loved Rachel McAdams in, in Game Night. I thought she was just, I loved her in Game Night. She was so good in that. Pierce Brosnan's in this. Dan Stevens from Legion and Downton Abbey is in this. And I'm just going to say that Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, should be called uh, the story of Dumpster Fire Saga. I hated this fucking movie. I thought it was... Ah. I, I, I just thought... Honestly, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was dumb. I just thought it was the, a dumb movie, a dumb premise, and not funny. <laughs> And now I get to hear you guys fucking talk about how much you loved it. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Stephanie, how much did you love this fucking thing? I, I really enjoyed oh it. Oh my God. I am not a big Will Ferrell fan. I, I agree with you. Old SNL and Elf are about as much of him as I can talk. This is the movie that turns you around on Will Ferrell. This is the one. <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't the highlight. But he didn't drag it down. Like, I was expecting to, like, mm-hmm. not like it, to just, like, file it under another dumb Will Ferrell movie. But I couldn't, I mean, right around the time that they were starting to, just, like, when they were competing for a spot on the, in the, in the competition, I was like, why am I hooked? Like, why do I care that they make it or not? Oh, around that I time, was, I was thinking about a, uh, a nap. <laughs> it was good. And, like, the music wasn't terrible. I I didn't think the music was that bad, especially the song at the end, the hometown song. It wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. I give it a high taste it. Oh my God. I don't know you as a person. I don't, I don't understand you as a human being. (laughs) Oh my God, Chris. Well, to, to quote every other PCL guest, I echo what Stephanie just said. 
this movie was fucking awesome. I <laughs> what the I fuck? fucking I fucking loved it. Um, it. It was so fucking funny when he started, uh, you know, talking about the Americans and about how much everybody hates them. <laughs> <laughs> and then when that fucking I, I don't want to spoil too much, but when that fucking shit blew up. And and the fucking arms and legs were raining down on him. I, th- this was probably one of the funniest movies I've seen all week. It was fucking. Th- this made up for the Eric Andre massacre. Fucking this movie was so good, and the music really was like decent, especially the uh, the hometown song. And I'm, good, right? I'm gonna watch this fucking movie again. Oh my god! I, nothing <laughs> make nothing makes sense right now. We're in the upside down right now. Yeah, I seriously, seriously, this is fucked up. I fuck it. I thought like the 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 comedy. It was like written by Will Ferrell and some other douchebag, and I just thought that the comedy was just so low hanging and like not. I felt like it was all just like dad humor and just dumb. I just thought this was the dumbest movie I'd ever seen. In my entire, one of the dumbest movies ever, and I didn't laugh. And I was just like, oh my God, Will Ferrell's just not funny anymore. And, and here you guys are just, I, I loved it and the music and the, and, <laughs> it's, just, it's just nuts. Is this like Rachel McAdams in it? I thought Rachel McAdams, Worked her ass off in this movie to try to make it some, but the fuck, the elves? Are you kidding me? (laughs) 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 Are you kidding me? She fucking. You didn't think it was great when that that door just slammed shut? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? The, the, the Russian guy. I mean, this this movie was fucking brilliant. I don't. I don't think you're just seeing. I don't think you're seeing through what it actually. Oh is. yeah, Brian. Brian, give it another watch. Give it. Yeah. A, I, don't, I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think you understood the brilliance of Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. This is like. What is it like? Like they're gonna they're gonna put this one into like the film registry. One of these days. <laughs> it's going to be on Hoopla next week. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be on Poopla next week. <laughs> oh, oh, my fucking God. This movie was great. And Pierce Brosnan as a fucking old Icelandic fisherman. Like, I, like you don't think that's funny? No. When I, he's like, we can't turn the boat around. <laughs> Oh my god! I'll, I, with Pierce Brosnan, I just kept looking at like the the makeup department putting those liver spots on his forehead. <laughs> I was just counting the liver spots on his forehead the entire time. I you was didn't like, like when Demi Lovato showed up like half burnt and dead as a ghost. I I just thought that it's like jokes that I've seen in like other shit, like where it's like, oh, that ghost wasn't helpful. Like that whole ghost wasn't helpful scene. Like, 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 like this guy's trying to kill you and he explains to him that he's already dead. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys, you're funny. You're funny. I don't know. I felt like my dad wrote this movie. 
Uh, uh, you're out of your mind. Oh, no, this movie was hot trash. Oh, my God. Everybody involved in this movie should be ashamed. The people that enjoyed this movie, you should all be ashamed of yourself. I think, oh, my God. I feel like I feel like you could take an IQ test before this movie. And do favorable. And then after watching this movie, it makes you dumber. Like, you don't even know how to spell your fucking name before the test. Like, I feel like this movie would affect, like, your life in so many ass. I feel dumber having watched it. <laughs> Fuck. I, and I feel like the people of Iceland should be upset with the with this movie, too. And the people involved with the real Eurovision should be upset with this as well. Is it a real thing? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, elves? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so dumb. Oh my god! When the door slammed, I fuck. I did. I th- this movie. It took me. It took me four hours to get through a two-hour movie <laughs> because I took a nap. One time, I was like, "Oh man, dude, let's take a shower. Shower sounds really good right now." <laughs> Like it was probably during a part where Chris was just like laughing hysterically too. Will Ferrell probably did something, and then I was just like, "I'm gonna go take a fucking shower." And it was like, like I fucking t- I Tupperware in my shower. That was an amazing fucking shower. <laughs> Seriously, it was an awesome fucking shower. I used the fucking Saint Ives facial scrub on my face, and it's got like the avocado in it, and it was just like, "Oh my god, this feels good." I fucking shampooed and conditioned, and then I used the fucking <laughs> moisturizer at the end that has an SPF 15 which you can say like it's not a lot but I still think that it does block some UV rays and it is somewhat useful but anyway I Tupperware the fuck out of my shower experience <laughs> over this movie I, I, it's comedy is so subjective. It's so weird. It is so weird. I love the Eric Andre stuff, and you guys are like, that was just fucking hot garbage. I, I, and I don't like, understand how you could watch the Eric Andre thing and then watch a Bill Burr or a Nate Bergazzi or a fucking Tom Segura and still think that the Eric Andre hour. It's was different. Fun. It's different kinds of comedy. It's different kinds of comedy. Like I, it, like fucking Bill. I love Bill Burr, but then on the flip side, it's like I, I enjoy watching old Andy Kaufman. And Andy Kaufman was just such a weird comic. Yeah. Like I feel like yeah, Andy Kaufman it. was kind of like the birth of like what we're getting with like Eric Andres and Tim and Eric's like that bizarre fucking comedy. And it's just different comedies that branch out. Like I think you're just I think you you're just a narrow minded uh, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. No, look at you trying to shut me up. All right, all right. Look, look, look at you. Look, all right, all right, all right, right. All right, all right. Brian, that's, that's a road we're not going down right now, Brian. Okay, we're not doing that. All right. You know who else does that to me? It, it, Rebecca does that. Whereas like, like you know, the, the people that try to like, like I feel like I might get a, I might get on a roll here. And they're like, alright, yeah, we're done. We're done. It's, 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 I feel like, I feel like the waiter coming back with more breadsticks, you know, I'm all happy to serve them to you. And you're like, eh, hey, we're, we're full. We just want the check. It's like, fuck, I can, this is fresh bread. This is fresh bread. 
Holy trying Jesus to serve Christ, you fresh that's bread. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Euro bitch. <laughs> I called it the story of dumpster fire. You guys love this thing. You guys love this thing. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't accepted this movie. You haven't. Ex- I'm surprised you haven't accepted this movie as your personal savior. It's crazy. Well, what I'm hoping <laughs> is that there's a Eurovision two because they left a lot of room open. Ah, Eurovision two, the deuce. Jesus Christ, this movie was. <laughs> Oh man, it's it's all subjective. It's crazy. I, I think there's going to be a lot more people that like this one than hate it. Um, as far as the audience is concerned, I think critics are probably going to shit all over it. It just seems like one of those critics movies. They, oh yeah, Brian, you, you're lining up with the critics. Suit Brian. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm no. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. It doesn't. It. You know. How can I get angry at people laughing? You know what I mean? That's like. That's like. You know. I'm. I'm fucking walking down the street and there's people in a park having fun, throwing a frisbee around, having a good. I'm like, Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, what kind of miserable fuck yeah, are you? Yeah, I know. Right? But I, I, that's what I'm trying to say right now. Is like, I'm not angry at you guys for enjoying this movie. Like, if, like if, if I was in the same room with you and watching you enjoy, <laughs> it might annoy me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it might, it might annoy me a little bit. But here's the thing: like, the, a movie came out recently. And most people hated it, and I loved it. It was the funniest fucking thing ever. The wrong Missy. I thought it was fucking. Oh, that movie was great. Oh, you liked it too? Oh my god, I fucking loved. Oh that my movie. god, it was so funny. I, I I laughed the entire. It was the best thing that Happy Madison Productions has done yep. since fucking uh, Grandma's Boy. Like easily, easily, so funny. When she told the kid, she's like, shut the fuck up. I was like, this is going to be a good movie. Yes. You know, like, like somebody's yelling at children. I fucking love it. Right? Yeah. So good. It was so good. Oh, my God. Let's take let's take a quick break. We've got more good pop, bad pop to talk about. I don't know why I'm talking like I'm talking to, like, fucking first graders right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, I'm almost insulted right now. I know. I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? Who the fuck does this guy think he is? All right, guys. When we come back, I'm going to read some old Mother Hubbard. All right? Okay? <laughs> Feel free to take out your snacks for snack time. Just don't make a mess. Use your napkins. Um, but, yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Good Pop, Bad Pop. All right. Hey, welcome back. Got a question for you. I was thinking about this one on break. I would like to know which of these three uh, uh, children's TV hosts do you think is the biggest animal in the bedroom? And I want to know between between Captain Kangaroo, Mr. Rogers, or Mr. Wizard, which one of those guys do you think just fucking attacks the pussy? I'm going to let Stephanie go first because I already know my answer. And I have a vagina to be attacked. So I'll <laughs> oh, <let you> know. <laughs> oh, hello. That came out a little sideways, but you know what I mean? That's a great question. I'm going to say Captain Kangaroo. Captain Kangaroo. Why Captain Kangaroo? 
probably, well, definitely not Mr. Rogers because he was like wholesome and like a very religious man. Not that that means he can't be an animal in the bedroom. No, I feel, my- yeah, I feel like before every intimate encounter that he had with his wife, it was like before they got started. He would have like a little speech about how, you know, their bodies and uh, this, is, <laughs> this is normal and this is what people do. And, uh, you know, and then he would eat her ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Kangaroo. Okay, Captain Kangaroo. Yeah, Captain Kangaroo, because that, that show was on like in the 70s, right? Yeah, oh, 70s so. and 80s. Yeah. Yes. And there's some when I think of the 70s and the 80s, I think of just like. People like in show business is just like sex orgies and like cocaine just like on every coffee table and people are just going all night. And so I imagine Captain Kangaroo was probably was probably or I don't even know if he's still alive, was just like ravenous he's in the sheets. Dead, and it's probably because of all the cocaine. <laughs> all the cocaine he was snorting while he was fucking yeah. some vagine. <laughs> Oh man, I honestly, I think I want to hear Chris last. I I think it was, I think it was, I think it was Mister Wizard because like I, this guy's very analytical. He knows science. This guy's probably got like diagrams and he's mapped out the clit. Like this guy knows, <laughs> you know, he knows the G spot, and like he's just very, very, you know what I mean, like uh, meticulous. A, very, a man of science, a man of science. When he's not hanging out with children, he's just, I, <laughs> he is just handing out multiple orgasms, this guy. You know what I mean? Like he can, he can rattle off the, all the elements on the, on the periodic table, but he can also, you know, I, I honestly think that he could probably make a woman come on her when she's going through her periodic table. Uh. So, um, what are you thinking, Chris? I'm thinking Mr. Rogers would tear Stephanie's vagina up. Mine? Okay. Well, I, I just, as soon as you said I got a vagina, I was thinking who would tear up your vagina, okay? <laughs> so, um, and I think he would just fuck in general. Like, um, I think Mr. Rogers would be, like, into slapping and into choking and into the little finger in the butt while you're banging the chick from behind. I just think that he has it going on, and... I think Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers, would tear it up even more than regular Mr. Rogers. I think he's just very, I think he's very like clinical. Like it's all like just like we're going to, you know, it's missionary and like. No, I, I think he jams four fingers in the girl's mouth and then he takes his thumb and puts it underneath the, her chin and fucking shakes it while he's banging her. And uh, I just think that the girl, the girls go wild over Mr. Rogers. Uh, it's a beautiful day in the so neighborhood. Descript- That's so descriptive. Yeah, I, I might have given away some things that I like, but fucking whatever. You know, <laughs> no big deal. You just what you, I do. You projected your sexual prowess onto Mr. Rogers is all you did. Yeah. And Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So fucking, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Guys, I think we've learned a lot today. Yeah, no, no. I, I've told the story on our, our podcast, too, yeah. so oh it's all good. God, yeah. Stephanie, I, <laughs> I would apologize, but I, it's out of my control. I don't. Stephanie knew what she was getting into. She was on our show last week. That's true. That's true. Yeah, everybody would know that because of the title. <laughs> 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 then, oh man! Yeah, fucking just uh, 
Going back to the well again, huh? Oh, man. Episode 23. <laughs> Episode 23. Wow. All the, all the fanfare. Wow. Rolling out the red carpet for Brian. Been podcasting for seven years. Built a very nice community here. Episode 23. Basically, you're the guy that built the community that we used. As a launching pad. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> all of, all of, pretty much, pretty much all of your guests are people that started listening to my podcast and they get mentioned in the title. No, no. All of our guests are people that started listening to your podcast. Yeah. Uh, I will make the change tonight. I'm just going to put Brian from PCL. You don't have to do that. No, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. No, I'm do it I like number I, one, I, I actually feel a little bit bad because I totally thought that you were going to bring this up before we even started talking about what was going to be on the show. And number two, I was like, I thought wow. about it. I was like, why the fuck am I putting Dan West on? And I, I didn't put fucking Brian from PCL. The other bone. I'm like, man. nobody knows who the fuck Dan West is. Fuck Dan West. Ah, Dan West is but, pretty popular. Um, yeah, Dan West is awesome. I love Dan West. Um, yeah. but it, here's the other bone I have to pick with you. Your theme song. Oh God. Your, okay. Your, your theme song for the podcast. I love it. You guys are like, you know, we got, we talk about movies, the latest news. And then, and then you throw in, hold on. I know. You throw in fashion. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. When the fuck have you and Duncan been Melissa Rivers and Joan Rivers and talked about fashion? When the fuck has that ever happened on your show? We got the the latest news in pop culture. You know, listen to us every week. We and fashion. What the fuck? Like, like Tim Gunn over there. What the fuck? I have not. I've never heard of fat. Well, I I, maybe I don't know. Maybe I blacked out. Maybe I blacked out and I missed the fashion segment (laughs) of my one black friend and my one white friend. When 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 has fashion been the hot button? The hot button topic. When have when have you guys talked? fashion well it, it it's funny considering it's basically two fat guys that just wear jeans and t-shirts so fucking we wouldn't talk about fashion anyway but when we pay the guy to write the little rap yeah we we're like we really don't talk about fashion and the guy's like ah i don't know what else could fit in there so i don't know what to tell you and we we're like all right fuck it <laughs> He doesn't even mention the name of the podcast in the song. <laughs> I think this. I think this guy just went to your page and saw what you were wearing and was trying to throw you a subtle hint. He's like, these guys look like they were dressed from a fucking loot crate box. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! You don't you don't know how hard it was just to get that done. Like Duncan, like I don't know anything about black culture. So fucking Duncan's like, yo, first we gotta buy a beat. Then after we buy a beat, we have to hire a guy to do a rap. Then we have to hire another guy to actually do the rap. And then we gotta hire a guy to do the rap that sounds like like a, a DMX guy, right? So that was a giant process. That literally only cost us a hundred dollars. 
That guy's supposed to sound like DMX. <laughs> well, 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 the, the I didn't the hear that guy go and all that. Like fucking, I, look, I'm a white guy. I don't know what DMX sounds like. I fucking, I remember him from that Jet Li movie. That's it. Yeah, but I know I, I, I never, like, I never downloaded a fucking DMX song. The guy, so, the guy never went Ugh, once. I mean, <laughs> uh, 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 like. Oh my, <laughs> same sounds Mr. Rogers makes. But anyway, like, I, <sighs> no, I love, I actually, I love your theme song. I just had, I, I just was wondering about the whole fashion. Now, I love this origin story about how, about how it, <laughs> about how this rapper just kind of got lazy and was just like, I don't know what else to throw in there. <laughs> Maybe that lack of fashion, like uh, zero fashion. Yeah, yeah, zero fashion. Fucking dad jeans and fucking old 80s rock T-shirts. I I got a bone to pick with you, too. Oh, 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 here we go. Here (laughs) we go. I'm quickly going to say, like, there ain't nothing wrong with Collective Soul, man. Fucking, that was a decent fucking band. Collective Soul? Yeah, you give them a bunch of shit about how you used to ride around listening to Collective Soul yeah. in 1993. It's no, it was 1997, uh, and it was that, uh, and and me and my buddy Donnie would go to Arby's and get the big Montana sandwich, and we would listen to Collective Soul in my 1986 Dodge Omni that uh, I. <laughs> Best times that I had infinity speakers put in that cost more than the car. And, uh, (laughs) we we would listen to that song, Where the River Flows. And we thought we were so fucking cool eating our big Montanas and riding around. Fucking Collective Soul. I, hey, dude, Collective Soul. I mean, if I hear that song, uh, I start craving a big Montana. So they did something right. All right. Holy Jesus Christ! You're you're very aggressive tonight, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, t- I'm taking a cue from Mister Rogers in the bedroom. <laughs> He's my spirit fuck animal. That's right. I'm waiting to get my face slapped and I'm choked a little bit. Choke you and shit. Oh my <laughs> god, that that happened to me one time. I was just like, all of a sudden, some girl started choking me. Yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't opposed to it. I was not either up. All right, fuck. I'm going I'm to tell a fucking stupid story real quick. Is that okay? Uh, you've been doing it all night. Keep going. All right. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. All right. Fuck yourself. <laughs> my, 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 might as well keep with the theme. All right. One well, might he, say. And I, I, I lived out in L.A. for a while, right? And uh, when I was out in L.A., uh, uh, a chick told me to hit her one time, right? And I was like, I don't really know if I want to do that, right? But I did do it, and I ended up liking it, right? I thought it was cool, all right? So I moved back to New York, and I was like, nobody's going to like to be hit here, you know? Like, it's just this, it was just a different type of woman here. So I ended up dating this girl, and fucking we're, we're fucking having sex, right? And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try and I'm gonna fucking slap this chick. You didn't right? ask. It was not consensual. Uh, not- no, no, no. You, you can't really approach it. Pre, you know, like before sex, she did, you well, gotta just do it and hope. Okay? <laughs> talking about like smacking or like spanking. 
No, smack him right in the face. Poof. Oh, God. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so right, I was like, yeah. I'm going to do it. Are you right? sure you want to tell this story? It's pretty funny. So, um, so I was like, I reached up and I fucking smacked her across the face, right? And she just kind of kept going. She didn't mind it, right? But like fucking 10 minutes later, fucking she slapped me. And I did not like that at all. Okay. And not only did I, did I not like it, but now every time she moved, I fucking flinched like a beaten wife and fucking like protected my face. Right. <laughs> so that was the, that was the last time I, uh, I slapped a chick. So it, it is what it is, you know, one time but fucking, it was fun. <clears throat> one time I was having, uh, sex and, uh, it was the first time I had sex with this girl and we kind of like had a crush on each other for a while and I, it just kind of happened one night, you know, drinking, it was consensual. We went up to the, everybody's got to say it's consensual now. Yeah. It's like, you got to say it's consensual anymore. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? It's it's like one of those, why can't we just, can't that just be a given? Jesus Christ. Yeah. But yeah, we both wanted each other. And yeah. so we're yeah. in my bedroom and, uh, you know, and, and, uh, I, I, this is my early twenties. I was probably twenty. Yeah, I was probably twenty. I didn't even have a bed yet. I just had a futon mattress on the oh, fucking okay. floor, and then I had a weight set, like a weight bar with weights, on the floor. And I kept hearing this every time I would thrust. I kept hearing ding, 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 <laughs> ding, and I like I, I looked at her and I go what is that noise? And she's like, my head keeps hitting the barbell. And she's like, but I don't care. And so, <laughs> and so I just kept going and we kept hearing ding, ding, ding all night. Uh, <laughs> that sounds painful. That, honestly, Brian, that sounds worse than smacking a chicken. <laughs> It, it, it really does. <laughs> the lights were off. The lights. I had no idea where the noise was coming from. I didn't know what was going on. I, it was crazy. She didn't mind. Oh. Stephanie, let's hear a story. I. <laughs> nobody's ever smacked. I mean, they did smack me in the face. I'd lay them out. So nobody's ever smacked me in the face before. And I've never hit my head on a dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> Then what have you done? I'm very vanilla, maybe that way. Are you just like? Is it? Is it it like? uh, Is it just like a like three positions and that's it? Um. Oh God, I can't, Stephanie. I'm no. I'm stop. Stop. I'm talking to you like I would talk to a guy, and I'm. I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to think if I'm more adventurous in positions or not. I like. I like to try new. I like. I like to try new positions, but I'm not. I, I like I want to do what's going to get the job done, and if it means I've got my neck, my ankle around the back of my neck, and I'm not going to be comfortable, it's not going to be fun. Then yeah. I'm not going to try it. That's what, and that's that what, means getting hit with a dumbbell. Will, will that? Will you do that? Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. I like to try. I like to try different locations, not different positions. They're, oh, different places. You're advent. So you are adventurous. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did it. In a, I did it in a, in a in a pool outside in public. Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. I would have, I've never done it in water, but does that mess with the friction? Like, does that take away from like the natural lubrication? Of- 
Like, you know what Jesus I mean? Jesus Christ, it, this, this really took a turn, but okay. It, it, okay. It's, it, 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 it kind of does, but if you're horny enough, it, it works. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of does. It kind of does take away from like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's different. It's definitely different. Okay, fair. Yeah. It was, and we were real sly about it too. She had like a one piece on, kind of just slid it over and acted like we were hugging and the whole time we we're just banging each other in the fucking pool. Oh, that's a uh, I, move. I think Brian got to edit this and my story out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, oh my God. I tell you what was jerk off material for like a straight fucking year was Elizabeth Berkeley and Showgirls in that fucking pool scene oh, yeah jesus yeah. christ kyle mclaughlin and her in that fucking pool that was insane she was riding that like she was fucking like uh like a bull rider it was insane she looked like she had she looked like she was like having convulsions she did she did <laughs> she did like remember that you remember the scene where the fucking uh the 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 t-1000 falls into the fucking molten steel and is like <laughs> whipping all around and shit that was her sexual move when she was fucking riding, riding kyle mclaughlin's dick in that fucking pool she looked like the t-1000 dying perishing in terminator 2 judgment day but she was fucking Kyle McLaughlin's cock. Kyle Mc, <laughs> Kyle McCocklin. Um, that was not funny. Um, <laughs> there's a, dude, I want to see this so bad. It like came out like, th- we're going to get back to the good pop, bad pop thing. Um, th- I want to see this so bad. There was a showgirls documentary that came out like two or three weeks ago called You Don't Know Me because that's the character's name is Nomi and it's titled You Don't Know Me and it's about people that love that fucking movie and how it's aged well over the years that it's Paul Verhoeven that directed it the same guy that directed Robocop and Total Recall but when he right. directed it it went by he went by a different name I can't remember the name that he went by but uh, I want to see that documentary so fucking bad. I will be reviewing that on the show eventually. Did you enjoy Showgirls it's, or did you just... I just used it for fucking jerk-off material when I was young. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was not. it's not a good movie, in my opinion. But I don't know. There's some people that just think it's brilliant. But Jesus... Gina Gershon was... I don't know. It's It's just a crazy fucking movie. There's nothing like it. You've seen it, right? I have, yes. Yeah. yeah, the, I way, have to, yeah. the way she eats a fucking hamburger is insane. <laughs> it was hard. It was hard for me to see her go from Jesse Spano to that. Oh, it was not hard for me at all. I, you were hard. It was, that, hard. <laughs> it, was, it was very easy for me to see that transition. That's kind of like what I wanted. You know, the good girl gone bad. Um, I watched, I watched, I, I kid you not, I watched a movie called Way of the Puck. This is on Amazon Prime Video. Um, it's a documentary about air hockey. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. Were you bored? You, you, you watched yeah. it? You watched it? A caricaturist, a clinical psychologist, a Buddhist wanderer. And an importer of wind-up musical jewelry boxes battle each other for air <laughs> hockey world domination and battle the world to save their beloved sport from extinction. Uh, it stars a bunch of 
guys that play air hockey. Uh, <laughs> you're no, you're lying. I am not. <laughs> this is a real fucking movie. I kid you not. It's a real documentary. And like, there's this whole subculture of like, you think of like air hockey is just like that game that shows up like in arcades, if there are arcades anymore. But if you walk into an arcade, like there's an air hockey table. Like you, I did, I had no idea. Like there's this whole subculture of fucking dorks that fucking take this sport seriously and and they they have tournaments like there's a there's like a fucking like championship that like takes place in las vegas in different places and and stuff like that and like they're trying to keep the sport alive because it's dying and it has been since the late 70s air hockey i guess was invented in 1973 and the company brunswick was making these air hockey tables and by 1978 video games were taking off and so brunswick got out of making air hockey tables and like this, basically, it talks about the whole history of air hockey. It talks about these um, these tournaments, the people that are involved in these tournaments, the people that are trying to resurrect air hockey and make it like a legitimate sport. Like these people want to see air hockey end up in the Olympics. They want to see. Oh my word! Yeah, they want to see ESPN showing air hockey tournaments on TV. Now think about this though. Like we do get to see like ping pong tournaments, bowling. You do get to see uh fucking the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, you know, on TV. Like and so like these guys are thinking like why not air hockey? And there's this one guy Mark Robbins who is obsessed with air hockey to the point where they stop when they stop making Brunswick tables, he started going around to different states and collecting all the different tables cuz he didn't want them to like go away. He wanted to make sure that he had plenty of these Brunswick tables to last him for years. And they show like this shed, like this garage that he stored these tables in. I'm rolling when he says this. He says, uh yeah, I've got a I got a Brunswick over there still in the box. And he goes, and I, I kid you not, he says, quote, it's never been pucked. <laughs> and I just, I kind of just, these people are, they're a different breed. They're just a different breed of people. It was it was interesting. Like, I would give this one a taste it as far as a documentary. Like, I love weird kind of, like, documentaries about, like, video games and, like, these weird sports. Like, I think, like, the Tupperware for me, and I actually just watched it over the last weekend, was um, King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters, where it's Steve Wiebe and Billy Mitchell that are, like, they're going back and forth and trying to be, like, the... The number one Donkey Kong player. Like, Billy Mitchell was, like, the number one. He had the high score on Donkey Kong from, like, 1983 all the way up until, like, 2000-whatever-the-fuck. And Steve Wiebe ends up buying a Donkey Kong machine, and he was like, I'm going to beat this guy. And this whole documentary is, like, the back and forth between these guys trying to become like the number one Donkey Kong player. And you would think that that's a stupid fucking premise for a documentary. But I kid you not, Billy Mitchell is the perfect villain for this documentary. And there's drama involved in this documentary. I tupperware the fuck out of King of Kong. It's on stars if you have stars. I highly recommend it. 
but way of the puck is it just it, it's a tasted. I thought it was interesting, and I learned way more about air hockey than I ever wanted to know. But I I still thought like these people are just so odd and so different. Um, what were you going to say, Stephanie? I was going to ask a question about the King of Kong. Yeah. How do because back in the eighties there was like those the arcade consoles like those big machines at the arcade. Yes. How do you prove that you're the high score? Because you can't like so how does that work? Because it stays on the machine. Like when you log in to play those games, it shows like whoever yeah. has the high score. It's, how do you prove that? That's part of the drama. Like you can get a. You can, <laughs> it, it, I'm not even kidding you. I'm not even. I know it sounds ridiculous. It's like you have to have a a, a King Kong board that you plug into like your into your stand-up arcade unit that you'll play from but you can tamper with that board so like when steve weeby is when he beats it like they think that the board has been tampered with because of the guy that he bought it off of the guy that he bought it off of has a lot of controversy and hate for billy mitchell to begin with so that they think that this guy that came out of nowhere nobody had heard of steve weeby was like cheating and so Steve Wiebe had to drive to this fucking uh, arcade in like Florida or something called like uh, Fun Funland or something like that, Playland or whatever the fuck it was called, where they had legit King uh, uh, Donkey Kong, like a stand-up arcade machine, and he was going to try to beat it there because if you do it there, if you win there, like they they know that those are like legit. Donkey Kong boards. So like there's this whole drama in this. Like I, I'm telling you, like it sounds ridiculous, but it's actually a really fucking good documentary. I was blown away by this one. So but yeah, it's 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 a bizarre documentary. What did you what did you think of Way of the Puck, Chris? Uh well first of all, they were showing all these like different hotels across the country. Like Las Vegas, Wildwood, New Jersey, New York City, uh, Arizona, Vegas. And I'm like, fucking, like, air hockey can't possibly be this popular <laughs> that they would have these, you know, conventions and places, right? And the, the one part, I, I loved when he, you know, he started manufacturing, uh, the things that hit the puck. Oh the, uh, yeah, the, the 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 paddle or whatever. The pat, yeah, yeah, and and I love when they they started interviewing like a champion from like the seventies, and he was like, before I came aboard, everybody would just hit the puck from behind, and when I came, I kind of hit the puck from the side, and that revolutionized the game. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, was oh. Like, <laughs> I know. He was like the Michael Jordan or like the Doctor J of fucking like air hockey and he would call it they were like yeah he like uh, uh, gravity circles remember yeah, that right. i nearly shit myself with the gravity circles. gravity circles like, <laughs> it was so fucking funny it, it, it's worth it, it it's a taste for me also yeah. uh but it, it's worth a fucking watch man i mean it's um I, I haven't seen a documentary since uh we uh we reviewed that rocket man about that fucking hillbilly that would build his own rockets and fucking <laughs> rocket himself up to space, but but this was this was just as funny and just as good. But except nobody died. It's a comedy, and like it feels like a comedy. Like the guy Andy, who is like you know I've always come in second. I've never won a championship, but but you know I vow this time if I don't win, I'm done with air hockey. You know, and it's like oh my oh, god. Oh no. 
done with air hockey. I know. No. It's like you, you and maybe four other people give a shit. <laughs> like, well, I, I thought what was funny was that they show the guy's wives <laughs> just looking bored as fuck. And they're like, fucking, what do you, what do you have to say about air hockey? And the wife is like, oh, I was taught, uh, if you don't have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> oh, dude, you know, but Tim Weissman, like the former champ, like his wife was all about it. And I guarantee you, she's getting choked in the bedroom. <laughs> He's smacking, That's what I'm saying. he's smacking her without consent. Chris knows all about that. He's, he's hitting her with a fucking puck, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, fuck it. Mark Robbins killed me in this one. The guy going around collecting all the fucking Brunswick tables. This guy had a hard on for Brunswick. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Did you guys leave, not leave the doctor? Did you guys, after you were done watching it, did you, did you kind of like want to see them legitimate, like, become like legitimate and like end up in the Olympics one day or did you just still think it was just as ridiculous as when you started? No, no, no not at all. Fucking fuck them. <laughs> fuck them air hockey dicks. Fucking it's <laughs> would you really want to see the Olympics like see a guy downhill fucking uh skiing and then they cut to fucking well, uh, and the, the, you know the latest air hockey news is that uh, silly dumbass won the fucking gold. I you know, think th- there's more of a fucking chance of ultimate tag sponsored by the Stouffer's mac and cheese spigot <laughs> being in the Olympics than fucking air hockey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, 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 w- I would vote. I, I would vote the floor is lava into the Olympics before air hockey. It's just, I, I, I think these guys are super passionate about it, but I think that they have, they have inflated, um, kind of like uh, this inflated perception of like how right. other people might view, how other people could, like they think air hockey will come back. It was, they got to realize that it was just a fad. It was a fad and it's a thing that people just do when they go to an arcade. Like, oh, there's there's air hockey. Let's play a couple right. games. It's not like you play it and then most people don't leave the air hockey table obsessed with it. Right. 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 <laughs> Like and, and at most there was only thirty people in any of these conventions. And Mark Robbins has never been married. Like this is like never been. He, and I'm not saying anything against that. I'm just saying like he's never been married. Never had like a serious relationship because like this guy is talking this, throughout this entire documentary about his love for the table. And he's like, if I ever met the perfect woman, I would. I would tell her that I love her like the table, just like a table. I would want to explore every nook and cranny on that table. And my love for you is like a table. Oh, how (laughs) fucking romantic is that? What woman is going to get wet with you comparing her to a fucking air hockey table? This is why you're fucking alone, dude. Like, come on. You're obsessed with fucking air hockey. It's like a... It's it's a fun game, but I don't think it's like one of those games that you walk away from that you're just obsessed with. So like, right? This is a. I, I think a lot of these people need need help, but I think um, as far as watching it as a documentary, it's it's fascinating and it's it's bizarre, and I definitely think it's worth a watch. Um, and there's the, uh, many moments of comedy in this. Remember when he got stuck in the mud in the van? That was funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, way of the puck. It's way of the puck. You can watch it if you have Amazon Prime Video. Um, 
Chris, did I know you had one thing to talk about for personal good pop, bad pop. Yeah, I watched this movie with uh with the Hobbit in it. Um Oh, it was come to daddy. Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Were you, hey, yeah. was that what you, is that what you said when you were smacking that girl around? Come to daddy? Was that, was no, she, were you throwing? She's already there. You know, she's already there. So fucking, I don't, I don't have to say it. Okay. Prior to it, yes, that's what I said. Okay. Um, but th- this movie was fucking dog shit. You, you can just tell that this was a paycheck movie because it was, it was probably – you don't have a lower rating than Toss It, right? <laughs> uh, no, we do not. Okay. A high this Toss It? Movie, I mean, I don't uh, – I mean – This is a low Toss It. This is, this is the lowest <laughs> of fucking Tosses. This movie was fucking garbage, man. And it was billed as a horror movie, but it wasn't really a horror movie. It was more of like a suspense movie. And um, – like dudes are getting their heads half chopped off and still walking up a hill and fucking like people are getting people are getting <laughs> a knife covered with shit stabbed into an already you know previously fucking oh. been made knife wound and fucking just rubbing the shit in the wound and the people aren't dying and it it's just fucking <laughs> it's a confusing batch of shit. I, I would not recommend it to anybody, and I would just fucking toss it, and I couldn't believe that um, I actually spent I, I think like five bucks just to fucking rent it. This movie was garbage. I we uh, Me and Neil reviewed this on a previous episode, and I absolutely loved it. Damn it. Spoil. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. No, well, that's weird, Brian. You would love something, and Chris hates it. That's just so weird. <laughs> That is just so weird. That is wild. I love. How it. could you have liked this movie? I thought it, it was so bizarre. Like I love Elijah Wood taking on these weird characters and like these weird stories, and it's like this whole thing. Like the like I don't want to spoil the movie. You probably you don't give a fuck. You would spoil the shit out of this because you think it's garbage. Oh, fuck yeah, it's but, garbage. I, I think we come out like last year anyway. No, it came out recently. It came out recently. Oh, really? God, yeah. that makes it even worse. Okay. <laughs> I think this movie has some value. I think it has some. I think I do. I think, I think it has. Come to daddy. I think Neil enjoyed it as well. So, oh, oh it, it, yeah, I, yeah. So there's two of us that like it. <laughs> that, that makes my, I'm, I feel I feel validated. No, um, so uh, it's no Eurovision. I'm back on that. Yeah. You're right. It is no Eurovision. God. <laughs> what, what happened to the good times where we were just talking about mac and cheese coming out of a hose? <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean let's, can we can we just skip back a couple hours when we were all giddy and and you know what I mean when 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 we weren't having disagreements when we were all just getting along talking about fucking sides coming out of fucking spigots and and and, and hoses and stuff. Jesus, I don't know. This this podcast is just taking a downturn. Um, I watched I watched the first two and a half episodes of a Netflix series uh, called Home Game, and it, it's a docu series. It profiles unique and dangerous traditional sports from around the world, as well as the communities and cultures where they thrive. Uh, the series it's narrated by Mark Strong. You'll Remember him? He was in um, uh, what was it? Uh, what was it 
Oh, shit. The Kingsman. He was uh, one of the guys in The Kingsman. He, he played Sinestro in the Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds movie. Mark Str- great actor. Uh, okay. I, I, I fucking love... Best part of fucking Green Lantern was uh, him as Sinestro. I, I love Mark Strong. I think he's great. Um, but... Here's the thing with this. It's it. They show these fucked up sports in these other countries. That these really unknown kind of sports that we don't know about. And I think it really all depends on like what sport they're talking about. Is how interested you will be in this series because I was hooked from the first episode. But it's it's the best episode I've seen. Um, the first episode I saw it take it took place in Florence, Italy, and it's a sport called Calcio Storico. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And they show these guys on this field beating the shit out of each other. It's a fucking, like, a dirt fucking field. Like, just this open area with dirt. And there's these goals on each side. And these guys are beating the shit out of each other. What the fuck sport is this? I was intrigued. I had to find out the rules. I had to find out, like, what is this sport? What is going on here? You see guys punching each other in the face like 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 fucking hockey. Like they're just punching each other in the face. Guys picking each other up and slamming each other onto the ground. And these guys, some of these guys are just ripped. They look like fucking Dave Batista's and John Cena's. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Well, apparently like this 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 sport is 27 players on each side. Only people that were born in Florence, Italy can play this sport. It only happens once a year. The sport is only played once a year. There's a, there's a semifinals and a finals and that's it. So you, you could, you play up to two times a year because the sport is that dangerous. It's that violent. And so basically it's like soccer and rugby all in one. Just more violent and, and 27 players, you've got like goalies, you've got, uh, uh people that are, um, you know, uh, defensive players and then people that are offensive players. And so if you're born in Florence, there's four different provinces and you'll either be, you're born into this, whatever province you were born into. So if you were born in a certain province, you're going to be on the white team or the blue team or the red team or the green team. And it's up to you if you want to play. Do you win any money? Do you get, no, it's not for money. It's just for fucking pride of your province. It's pride for Florence. And they, they kind of, it chronicles like these different players that play this. And you got a guy like in here in his forties, just jacked and ripped and like talking about like this year and like how they're going to get back at this certain team that fucking embarrassed them a couple years before and made a lucky fucking shot. And so like, you, and what's crazy about this too is like if you throw a shot into a goal and you miss the other team gets half a point so you get penalized if you fucking miss <laughs> and you wow. see, you see you literally see when this game starts guys just punching each other like somebody you could have it's fucked up like you could have your back turned and somebody could come up behind you and just charge you and throw you to the ground and start beating the shit out of you it's. I was fucking blown away by this first episode. I give the first episode a fucking Tupperware. I thought it was fantastic. Second episode, they did this. They went to Scotland, and it was like these throwing challenges. And it's like you throw like a hammer. Who, who, who throws shit the farthest? Throw a hammer. Throw a fucking heavy rock. You throw 
Um, and then there's like, yeah, there's like, like this tree throw where you throw like this gigantic fucking piece of lumber that looks like a tree. See Are there like serious injuries? The, oh, the, in the, in the, in the, uh, Calcio Sirico one, there was serious injuries. The guy fucking broke his ribs. Fucking, uh, one guy fucking the year before tore his fucking ACL and, uh, tore his ACL and I think, uh, uh, something else. He's, he's tore another like tendon. Yeah, people get fucked up. People get fucked up. And then the third one I got like, I don't know, 10 minutes into. It's like, uh, it's called like, uh, uh, deep water diving or something. It's like people diving down as far as they can go into the water. It wasn't as interesting. I mean, it really depends on the sport that they were talking about. But man, that first fucking episode is just insane. It's fucking insane. I never seen anything like it. I didn't know, I didn't know this fucking sport existed. So I, I would give it a watch. I think it's like eight episodes. I'm going to try to get through all of them. I might pick and choose like what sports seem more interesting. Cause like, didn't really care for the one where they're throwing shit. The people weren't that interesting. And then the third one is just people diving in water. I don't know. That didn't do anything for me. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I'll give it overall. I like first episode Tupperware the fuck out of it. Overall, I'll just give the whole series a taste it. But if you're gonna watch it, watch that first one. That first one's fucking insane. I never seen anything like it. I it, it was like it was like watching a it was like watching like a fucking stage show of Jerry Springer or something. Like it was it was nuts. It was Sounds fucking incredible. crazy. Yeah, watch that first one. I watched um, a final thing that I'm gonna talk about, and then I'll hand it off to Stephanie if you got anything. I watched a documentary. It's long. It's two hours and twenty minutes. But for me, somebody like me, this is the perfect fucking documentary. It's called In the Search. Of the last action heroes in search of, of the last action heroes. It's on Amazon Prime Video and it's a comprehensive retrospective of the 80s action film genre. And my, oh, that sounds interesting. you'll love it. You'll fucking yeah. love it. Like it starts off like, you know, they talk about Bruce Lee and they, it's heavily into like the Arnold and Sylvester Stallone stuff. You know, they get, they do get into Van Damme. They do get into Seagal. They got interviews with like Shane Black, Bill Duke, Michael J. White, um, Eric Roberts from Best of the Best. I love those first two Best of the Best movies are fucking fantastic. Oh man, yeah, Best of the Best was fucking great. I loved it. I I didn't even mind the fourth one. The fourth one where it was just <laughs> I, I didn't even mind that one, man. I don't know. It's just like I, I haven't watched it since it first came out, but I fucking. The that, the first two, I, I I even I think the second one's even better than the first. So, fucking oh yeah, fucking uh, was it Sean Penn's brother? Was it Chris Penn? Chris Penn, yeah, he was in um, well yeah, he was in uh, the best of the best, right? Yeah, he was in the best. He was of the also best. in uh, no uh, no retreat, no surrender. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, this like seriously, like this goes through everything. It talks about fucking. There's interviews with Paul Verhoeven. He talks about RoboCop and Total Recall. Um, they, they talk about Universal Soldiers. Um, it gets into Aliens. Uh, they talk about Commando, Street Fighter, and then they talk about like how how they came up with Predator. They were like, oh, what's popular right now? Oh, the Rambo movies. And the alien movies. Let's fucking combine both of them. Right. Uh, it talks there, about there, there was uh, talk about a Rambo meets Predator, right? Yes, that was a rumor. Yeah. That was, fuck. Can you? Imagine? I would watch the fuck out of that. Fuck yeah, I would. 
I think this was like after. I don't know. This might have been before that fucking like that that uh, Rambo movie that came out, like the one in two thousand five or whenever it was, two thousand six. Right. And that last one, it was it was good. I enjoyed it, but man. Did you like Rambo 3? That's the big question. I want to know. Did you like Rambo 3? It's probably the universally hated Rambo. I, I don't remember Rambo 3. It took place in Afghanistan, and the Russians were there again. Oh, I, I might have seen it, but I literally remember nothing about it. I love the first one, and, like, my favorite part, and they talk about it in this documentary, and I was saying to myself the whole time, like, they better talk about the part where Rambo pulls out that bow that has that fucking grenade at the end and he fucking makes that guy blow up on the rock. <laughs> and they did. This this documentary did not let me down. I give it a Tupperware. They got interviews. Scott Atkins is in this one. I love Scott Atkins. And um, I Tupperware the fuck out of this. It's two hours and 20 minutes long. But, man, if you're a fan of 80s action films, they even get into some of the 90s stuff. Like, they talk about the terrible Street Fighter fucking movie with Raul Julia and Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, it's called In Search of the of the Last Action Heroes. It's on Amazon Prime Video. I give it a Tupperware. I loved it. I thought it was great. I highly recommend it. Stephanie. Well, it. Sounds interesting. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch it this Watch week. it. Definitely watch it. Yeah. Stephanie, did you have anything for personal good pop, bad pop? I just had one thing, okay. and pardon the giddiness, because these White Claws are delicious. Mm. <laughs> How many now? I'm, I just finished the third one. I think I'm gonna have to. I think I have to take take a break because <laughs> let's get ready to talk about porn. <laughs> so, I on my good pop, bad pop. It's a show on Netflix called Hot Girls Wanted Turned On. It is not porn, but it's about porn, and it is so fascinating. I don't know if either of you have seen it. No, I've never no. even heard of it. Okay. Yeah, neither have I. Oh, my God, it's so good. So, um, the, the summary of it is that porn has gone mainstream. The question is, can we handle it? This exploration of the intersection of sex and technology is told through the stories of the people whose lives are defined by the current explosion of Internet porn, whether they're creating it, consuming it, or both. It's a series, um, and I don't even know how long it is, but I'm like four episodes in, and it is fascinating. They, the first couple of episodes follow, there's some like young women that they follow that recruit other young women to come and like live in this house to start their porn career, and how like a lot of them is their first foray into porn. Some of them it's not because they're currently like cam girls, and so they make money like at home just like getting naked and doing sex acts for like people on the other end of the screen, and they pay them in like, it's not Bitcoin, but it's something like the equivalent of like internet currency. Um, and like they show videos of them, like, like, like somebody on the other end will type, like, spank yourself with a teddy bear. What's fucked up? I feel like Chris could break down the pay structure here. Like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel, that's, you know, I, I, I mean, I just have a feeling like he could break down this pay scale for us. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I don't know. Uh, no, I, I've, well, uh, no, fuck Stephanie. <laughs> move on, please. <laughs> so like, it's so, and they all like live in this house, and they and the guy that kind of like helps man. There's a girl that recruits them, and like she's their mentor, and she's also like fairly young. But there's like an older guy that'll go to this apartment that they rent out for these girls to stay in, and he'll take them on like various like go sees, like these meetings with these porn companies, and it's so interesting. They'll make them like get naked, and they'll stay so 
you know, you've got a body for like girl guy. And uh, almost every time the girl's like, I don't want to do girl guy right out of the jump. Like I want to do girl girl or something else. And they always try to convince them to do like guy girl stuff. And like, that's always like, they don't want to do that initially, but like, that's the push. And like some of the girls, obviously there's some drugs involved. That's not really the main story, but like, I can't, I'm talking a lot because I, I'm kind of drunk and, and it's also a very good show. Is, hold on. Is this, is it, so this is like scripted, right? No, it's like it's like a docu series. Holy fuck! I'm watching the fuck out of this as soon as we get done recording. <laughs> it's so good. And what I didn't realize is they were talking the, the most recent episode that I didn't finish. I think it was episode four. They interviewed this guy who was like really big in the '90s. He was like a big porn star in the '90s. Yeah. Not, and he was talking about how there's no money in porn anymore, or like not nearly as much because you, everybody can get their porn for free on the internet. So it's not like people are going out spending 30, 40 bucks on a VHS tape at a porn store. So now people can get it for free. So everybody's fighting for whatever litter money there is because there's so much less to go around. And it is just so good. It was, it's, it's really, really good. Did you ever watch, did anybody watch that fucking, what was that gigolos on? It was it gigolos on like Showtime or something? No. There's a whole show about fucking like male, you know, fucking like, yeah, male prostitutes, I guess. Gigolos. No. Yeah, it was like, uh, it was, it went on for like four or five seasons on like Showtime or some shit. Yeah, I never watched it either. It's okay. I did used to love that show that used to come on HBO. Was it Cat House? Cat. Yeah, so I used to see, watch I'm, Cat House. I'm really disclosing a lot about myself, but like was, that was a good show. <laughs> was that the Bunny Ranch show? Yes. Yeah. I think I saw a few episodes of that too. Yeah. Fucking, oh my god, the bunny ranch brought to you by Botox, right? I mean, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> oh. It was funny because the, the guy that owns it, uh, used to always hang out at this, uh, bar called the Rainbow in Hollywood, and we would see him all the time, and I actually met Ron Jeremy, uh, one night, kind of through him, and I found out that Ron Jeremy has, uh, narcolepsy. And that Ron Jeremy will just fall asleep while you're eating dinner with him. <laughs> so that was interesting, uh, <laughs> you know, to find out that this dude fucking just fell asleep on like porn shoots. It was fucking pretty cool. Too bad he didn't fall asleep <laughs> when he was fucking getting accused of fucking all this shit with these women now. Like he's, yeah, is he, yeah no yeah. shit, right? Yeah. yeah. Is he, he's facing like jail time and shit, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. It's yep. like serious. Yeah. Fuck. Did you ever watch the surreal life with him and Vanilla Ice that season? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was wasn't uh, CC Deville in that also? Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh my god, that was an incredible season. I fucking oh god, fucking funny man. I loved it. I love the surreal life. Just throw all these like fucking Z-list celebrities in this fucking house (laughs) together and shit. Oh, here's Andrea from fucking nine hundred two one zero. Let's see what (laughs) (laughs) they fucking they put Tammy Faye Baker and fucking Ron Jeremy in the same house and and Jessica Hahn too, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, ah, I love that fucking. I miss, I miss that weird fucking like mid two thousands reality shows that came out. I miss oh, yeah, those are so good. Oh, they're so good. Give me some rock of love and fucking flavor of love and fucking I love New York and all that shit. I fucking loved it. I ate it all up. I watched it all. Rock of Love was probably one of my favorite reality. Oh, I shows. loved Rock of Love so much. So good. Pluto Channel had a fucking Rock of Love channel and I would just sit there and watch it all fucking day. <laughs> Oh man, 
it's ridiculous. Yeah, he came to Peoria and and he went to Big Al's, the strip club that that's you know popular in, in Peoria. And I was just like, wait, oh. who who did? Brett Michaels. Oh. Yeah, one of the seasons when they it was the Rock of Love bus when they would go through. <laughs> they they started touring. The oh, you gotta you just can't have him at the house anymore. They gotta go on the road with uh, Brett Michaels as he's doing a tour. And then they stopped at uh, Big Al's, which was like the strip club from my hometown. That was like the big popular strip club. Question about Brett Michaels. Is the bandana to cover up a receding hairline or is yes. it a fashion show? Yeah. Oh, yes. No. Yeah. Mm. That w- it's a wig that he wears. Yeah. And it's, it's, cool. a, it's a, is it? Yeah. It's a yep. super expensive <laughs> wig that he wears. Yeah. I hadn't that. You just blew my mind. I had no idea. Good looking wig. Oh my god! Uh, it's it's sad watching like some of these people with beautiful hair lose it. Like who was it? Uh, fucking Joey Lawrence. <laughs> when he started going bald, I was just like, whoa! Like his he had <laughs> he had the oh, most. Oh, there you go. That was a build up for that, dude. He had the most beautiful head of hair <laughs> back did. in the, back in the blossom days, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, when he started to lose it, I think he I think he did the Bosley thing or something. But he was, his last name isn't Lawrence. What is his last name? I just I just googled him. It's Joseph Lawrence Mignogna. Hmm. Interesting. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Brian. I'm sorry. Michael Keaton's last name is not Keaton. Oh, we're gonna be talking about Michael. It's it's actually Douglas, but there was already a Michael Douglas, so he had to change it to Keaton. Yeah. Oh, he's fucking Joey Lawrence is fucking bald now. Jesus Christ! Yeah, isn't that fucked up? Yeah, that dude looks like a dude that never expected to have to shave his head. Mm-hmm. Just shaved his head, mm-hmm. and it looks horrible. He looks like a fucking skinny kingpin. Yeah, it's it's sad. <laughs> he had like he had a beautiful head of hair, just a beautiful head of hair. Remember, we came out with that song. Nothing my love can't fix for you. That was a good song. Fucking maybe just me. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I can't. Me and uh, I don't think me and Chris were sitting around listening to Joey Lawrence songs. Yeah, we were too busy listening to Collective Soul. Yeah, <laughs> eating big Montanas. That's right, fucking Aerosmith back in the saddle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my! So yeah, God, get back on the drugs, Aerosmith. Put out another good song. Yeah. <laughs> mm. We um, I know the original guitar player from Aerosmith, right? So we went to when they played Giant Stadium, we went to go, you know, see him. And uh, we were backstage and fucking this was like my favorite band in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And after that night, I was like, fuck these guys. They um, they would have a security guard come out of their dressing room and the security guard would just yell uh, walking. And everybody in the hallway had to move <laughs> to the side, you know, to kind of press up against the wall so Aerosmith could get down the stage unencumbered. And um, what's his name was there? Uh, one of the guys from Run DMC. And they even made him get <laughs> pushed up against the wall. What? And the I was fuck? like, man, fuck this band, man. <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Fucking one of my favorite bands fucking growing up. And then fucking I, I went there and saw that. And I'm like, God damn it. Oh god, yeah, I loved Aerosmith growing up too. Like I fucking yeah. like like um all the stuff, all their early shit. I fucking like, eat the rich. Just I still love that song, but 
I don't know. It's I don't know. The stuff in the nineties, like crazy and pink and yeah. all that other <laughs> crap. They can go fuck themselves with that shit. Well, did you see uh American Pickers when they when they found the old Aerosmith van? No. Do you happen to see that? Uh-huh. Well, oh, well, they called my guy uh, uh, Ray Tabano, who uh, you know I'm pretty good friends with. Uh, they called You're quite him the name dropper. You're on- quite the name dropper. I am. I am. I, that's what I do. It's the only thing that makes me cool is that I met a lot of people. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ray came down and confirmed that that was the van and all that. And now they have the van uh, outside the residency in uh, Vegas, where uh, they were going to do like the 10 show run or the 15 show run. My claim to so. fame is I took a piss next to John Schneider at a convention one time. From Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard, yeah. Oh, one, dude, you're fucking way better than I am. I took, Did I you, took, uh, I took a piss next to one of the Duke boys. Did you chat him up, or you don't do that when you're peeing? Next Not time. when I was peeing. Yeah. <laughs> but I looked, you know what I mean? It was like one of those things where it's like you, I kind of like glanced over, and I'm like, holy shit. That's one. That's the fucking. That's a Duke boy. That's John Schneider. That's a. That's fucking uh, Superman's daddy on Smallville. And he's peeing next to me. I think he had asparagus. I could smell it. Um. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Isn't he getting? Didn't he get in trouble for not playing child support or something? Google was it. it him or was it the other guy? Was it the uh, Oh Tom Wopat, I think he was I think he was doing what you were doing, smacking women around. I think that was <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Tom Wopat Did you ever did you ever see the Tom Wopat show? He had his own fucking talk show on CMT Country Yeah, yeah I, I saw one or two of them. Yeah, I remember that. You know, my favorite part of Eurovision was when Graham <laughs> was my favorite <laughs> My favorite part of Eurovision was when Graham Norton showed up in that as like the announcer for Eurovision. Yeah, yeah that, that was that was pretty fucking. Funny I, too. I fucking and, love Graham Norton. I used to watch Graham I, Norton back in like the mid two thousands on BBC, and I was like, oh my god, this guy's so fucking hilarious. And then he had like his own Comedy Central show where he tried to do the same thing, and it just didn't work in America. And I'm just like, again, fucking just like that movie, fuck Americans. Graham Norton's fucking brilliant. He's funny as shit. Um, Let's take another break. We'll come back and we'll do the pop culture leftovers news. This is this is where I say, "How's that sound?" And then you guys are like, "Yeah, that works for me." And then we take a break. (laughs) You know, God damn, it's the same fucking shit every week. How's that sound? I'm like a fucking robot on this thing. How's that sound, guys? And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah that, that works for me. We can do that. <laughs> Jake's like, hey, I'm down for a break. He's always down for a break. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, this show would be five-minute segments if it was up to him. <laughs> we'd talk for five minutes, take a break. He'd play Hand of Magic. We'd come back. <laughs> All right. Oh, we'll be- man. <laughs> what? What? Uh, no, no, I'm just <laughs> – I just uh, – Every time you do say let's take a break, and Jake Jake never says like oh one more thing. Oh, or, I know. You know he's always like oh. yeah that sounds great. Yeah, oh, and I- you just know he's just waiting to run out that door and fucking smoke that cigarette. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm so enthralled in this conversation. Let's not let's not make the moment stop. Let's keep it going. It never happens. Yeah. It never happens. Duncan does that all the time on our show. I try to get it over with. I'm like all right, this is my one black friend, and he's like oh one more thing, and I'm like what dude. Fucking, come on, man. 
You know, and then we end up talking for 20 more minutes, and you know I hate going over a fucking hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> and here we go for like four or five. It's like, yeah. I, he called me about that. <laughs> He's like, how are you going to handle that? And I heard, I heard last week's episode, you guys were talking about it, and here I am, I'm like, listen, I'm like, it's like, I feel like I'm listening in to this like intimate conversation between you two and it's like yeah it's like i th- like our listeners i i want to monopolize their whole week is what i want to do i i want to i want to i want to put out so much content in one week that they don't have time to listen to the joe rogans or the bill burrs or the you know what i mean i just I, by the end of the week i just like the guy i just want them i just want to fucking fill their ears all week there's nothing else left after a pcl episode there's people that have burned through an episode in like a fucking day. It's crazy. There's like, they'll just fucking listen to it straight. I'll fucking, yeah, I'll I can't p- do that. I, I do about an hour and a half a day on it. <laughs> Man, I bet you watched that fucking two hour Eurovision three straight through, didn't you? I bet you're just, you're just laughing your ass off of that Will Ferrell getting into all those hijinks and shenanigans. I, I am. I am. And then fucking I, I, you know, I tune into you guys when I'm fucking in the car. And I'm like, all right, yeah. listen to this shit. But, you know, the, the COVID is really like fucking put me behind with all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. people aren't in their cars as much anymore, you know, so. Our listenership is like down by like half, it feels like. By looking yeah. At, yeah, so it's it's just like people haven't been working and driving, I, and 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 I think I think like once it's all done and over, they they've forgotten us. They forgot they're not going to come back. <laughs> and you know what? That's fine. That's fine. Oh man, you sound like a fucking a fucking jaded, fucking bitter wife. No, we don't That's need. That's fine. That's no, fine. We it's don't fine. need. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, I feel like fucking like Meredith Baxter Bernie in every fucking movie where she was getting slapped around like you were slapping that girl around in the bedroom. <laughs> oh my god, domestic violence! I'm gonna come off this looking real good. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be one of those things where they're gonna come after you years later, like they came after that one fucking like who was that singer? R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You're gonna get R. Kelly'd. Years later for this shit. Uh, nah, nah. Luckily, everybody was way over eighteen. Okay, that's good. <laughs> and there was no urine involved. No, no urine, and they were fucking over forty. It's likely that I would get more in trouble for taking a piss next to John Schneider and his asparagus <laughs> fucking diet than you yeah. getting. Yeah, that's more likely. Let's take. Oh, hey, remember that break we were supposed to take? <laughs> I don't, this is ridiculous. We'll be right back. Hi, I sound like Morgan Freeman. I bet most of you do some online shopping with Amazon. It's just so easy. I myself logged in today to buy adult diapers. No, I'm not embarrassed. I have zero shame. And I really don't give a fuck what you think. I'm at that age. You'll get here too one day. And don't think that you won't, you naive asshat. One day you too will be just like Jamie Lee Curtis and shitting your body weight and Dan and yogurt and the next thing you know you'll be on Amazon ordering adult diapers saying holy shit that freckled face fucker was right anyway the whole point of this is to tell you that popcultureleftovers.com has an Amazon shopping link 
What that means is when you click on the link from their website, it helps the show. It doesn't charge you extra at all. You just shop like you regularly would, and Amazon takes care of the rest. It's easy and convenient, just like these diapers. I literally blew up this diaper while recording this ad. Hashtag truth. All right, hey, we are back. It is now time for the pop culture leftovers news. Hear ye, hear ye, read all about it. It's a leftover news, and there's no doubt about it. This news is gangster as fuck, yo. It's gangster as fuck, yo. All right, uh, THR's Heat Vision newsletter broke the story that Margot Robbie will be in the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. But listen to this, okay? Birds of Prey and Bumblebee writer Christina Hodson will pen the script for the female-fronted adventure, which isn't a sequel, spin-off, or reboot. Rather, quote, a whole original story with new characters under the Pirates moniker. The project is separate from the already announced reboot currently in development with the original writer Ted Elliott and Chernobyl creator Craig Mazine. Jerry Bruckheimer is attached to produce both films. Story details are under wraps. What the fuck? We're, get- we're not getting one Pirates of the Caribbean movie, but we're also getting a female spinoff starring Margot Robbie. I, I, this is this is getting out of hand. I don't understand this. <laughs> I, I, Talk to me. No, I love Margot Robbie. I love like honestly, if it comes down to it, I think I have more hope for this fucking Margot Robbie Pirates of the Caribbean than I do the other fucking thing that they have in development who, who I don't even know who they got and I love Christina Hodson I thought she did great with Bumblebee I love that Bumblebee movie and I like Birds of Prey as well but I don't know I don't, it just seems like like I understand Pirates of the Caribbean was a huge fucking thing but I think like once they got to like Pirates 5 or whatever the fuck it was Dead Man's Chest or whatever the fuck I was kind of out yeah this is like a I agree. I like Margot Robbie a lot, and I think she, I'm not necessarily saying she'd do a terrible job, but like I don't, I don't need this. I don't need more pirate stuff at, yeah. at all. Nope. I'm kind of exactly right about that. Yeah, yeah. It, it has nothing to do with Margot Robbie or female lead or all that stuff. It's yeah. just like I'm kind of done with pirates. Agreed. Unless it's I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm done with pirates. I, I'm not even excited for the Goonies sequel that they're teasing. <laughs> And I love the Goonies. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Hollywood, think of something new. <laughs> like it was a, like you got lucky with the first movie. Like it was a movie based on a fucking Disney ride. How do you pull that off? How yep. the fuck? They, they rang that dry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They're like, like fucking uh, Mr. Rogers in the bedroom. Like they, <laughs> nothing left. He gave it his all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I lo- Margot. I think Margot Robbie should be doing other things than a pirates yeah. thing. M- Margot Robbie gets on my fucking last nerve, honestly, and I, I don't like her as Harley Quinn. Uh, she was okay in The Wolf of Wall Street, but. I don't think she she deserves to get the praise that she does because I don't think she's that good. And, and I don't need a, a, a Pirates movie, but another Pirates movie in general that's, you, you know, with more diversity, you know, like fucking because it, it didn't happen that way historically. OK, so I don't even believe that there would be a woman fronted fucking 
pirate ship that that fucking dudes couldn't just fucking pick off like uh like it was nothing. And I, I know I'm going to get shit for that, but fucking I just don't believe it. Oh my god, you're against female pirates. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> this is outraged, sir. I'm outraged. <laughs> and what was it? What was it? What was it? Uh, oh god, what's her name? Gina what was that pirate movie with G- what was her name Gina with Gina uh uh the the girl from the Sam Jackson movie yeah um, yeah Gina Davis Gina Davis yeah Uh-oh. oh my what a la- boring last name but it's just like <laughs> <laughs> but but you but you use it with Gina first it's like yeah we know Gina Davis oh man yeah i was so looking forward to that movie not good yeah <laughs> <laughs> not good uh not good tenet has been moved again so just i mean i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i just started talking sorry oh we can't do that here <laughs> <laughs> last thing i want is people talking on a podcast yeah july no it's got mo- <laughs> it, it was gonna come out july 15th then it got moved to july 30 no july 17th and then it was gonna come out july 31st and now it got moved to august 12th so yeah we gotta wait uh we gotta wait uh, even longer to see tenant i was so looking i, I mean i i'm still gonna see it obviously but yeah. like this is one of the movies that i was anxiously awaiting to see it just looks so good and so interesting and so to hear it's been pushed back i get why it's just disappointing did you hear that it was confirmed that uh aaron taylor johnson from kick-ass he also played quicksilver in the uh avengers age of ultron film he's in the movie no nolan confirmed it there there was a whole entertainment weekly article that came out a couple weeks ago i knew about this i didn't report it last week and uh, he says Aaron Taylor Johnson is indeed in the film. He's an important part of the film. Yes, there are no photographs of him. This is true. He's briefly glimpsed in the second trailer. He's also completely unrecognizable. There are all kinds of things that happen in terms of where the story goes as the film develops and where it winds up in the later stages that we don't want to spoil for people. So Aaron Taylor Johnson, star of Kick-Ass, is uh, and Godzilla and uh, Age of Ultron is in Tenant. Like so yeah, he joins Robert Pattinson and and uh what's his name? Michael David Washington. Is that his name? Michael David? Um, John David. John David Washington. His name just sounds like a fucking like old time fucking like one of those uh old time fucking uh guys that signed the Declaration of Independence wearing those yeah. wigs and shit. <laughs> He's like, it's very old timey. Very old time. John David Washington, Denzel Washington's son. God damn it, he's and he's good, and and then yeah. that's the fucked up thing, is that he's a, such a damn good actor too. God, did, did you see the Boss Logic art of him as fucking uh, John Stewart Green Lantern? I did. Uh, I did. Yeah. Jesus <laughs> fucking. Oh my god, it's fucking incredible. Oh, what a get that would be. He's a, I think he's fucking, I love Black Klansman. I thought Black Black Klansman was great. Yeah, I thought that was great too. Such a great movie. Oh my, but you know how, you know how, uh, Christopher Nolan's like, oh, it's not about, the the movie's not about time travel. He came out and he said, it's not about, 
time travel. Oh, God, I definitely thought it was. Well, Kenneth Branagh, who's in the movie, says, um, he says it's an espionage piece dealing with a global threat worse than nuclear holocaust, all wrapped up in this mind-boggling treatment of time. That includes inversion. And Nolan explained that. He says, Tenet deals with time and the different ways in which time can function. Not to get into a physics lesson, but inversion is this idea of material that has had its entropy entropy inverted. So it's running backwards through time relative to us. I'm fucking dumb because I have no idea <laughs> what the fuck he's talking about. Now, I guess if you're listening to Rogan, he might be able to explain that. <laughs> or if you were listening to fucking the clit wizard, Mr. Wizard, he might be able to explain. I have, I don't like he says it's not about time travel, but that all he's talking about is inverted time here. This inversion of time. And I don't, I don't, it's, 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 so it's running backwards through time relative to us. Okay, Doc Brown, I have no idea what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, I have no fucking idea what it's about. And I think I'm the only one in America that just doesn't give a fuck about this movie. Oh God, I do. Really? It's a, yeah, I could care less. What did you think about, no, hold on. What did you think about Inception? Uh, I didn't see Inception. Okay. All right. That, no. <laughs> no. It's like it's like Christopher Nolan films are like an event for me. I'm not I always. Have, I haven't seen one since uh, the third Batman. See, for me, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of Interstellar, but like it has its lover. Like people love Interstellar. So uh, for me, Christopher Nolan movies are a huge event, and I can't wait to see Tenet. It just, I don't know. I just, I think it looks just fucking bonkers i want to see this I, it's it's my most anticipated movie of the year which doesn't surprise me that you don't give a fuck because we've we've not been on the same page this entire fucking episode <laughs> <laughs> however we liked uh, the wrong missy we so. did we <laughs> no we are we are wrong missy bros <laughs> that's that's a sentence I'll never say again because it sounded stupid coming out of my mouth. Um, uh, news from Dark Horizons. Uh, we're getting a reboot, possibly, of the 1996 disaster film Twister at Universal Pictures. Oblivion, Tron Legacy, and Top Gun Maverick director Joseph Kaczynski is in, is in no negotiations to helm a reboot of the 1996 film Twister. The original film starred Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt as divorced storm chasers who team up to chase tornadoes in order to deliver their advanced weather alert system that has to be placed in the path of the Twister. I got notes on this. Oh, all um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love how you, I love, you're so proud of your notes. You're so proud. I you're am. So, you're never so proud never you before have I, I done this. Oh, um, the, the, do we really need a fucking Twister reboot already? Because you know what they're going to do? They're probably going to change, uh, the couple to a divorced lesbian couple, one black and one Asian, because we got to have diversity. And fucking, can you even kill a CG cow now without fucking the PETA people calling you? I don't think so. So th this whole thing is a fucking waste, and I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to see it. I'm just not going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I'm looking forward hey, to Steph- it. Stephanie, uh, I'm, I'm praying that you have less controversial statements. <laughs> <laughs> you can count on me. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to it, Mr. Remake, because I thought the first one was trash. I, I didn't. When the fuck did we get Don Rickles on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll take that. <laughs> when, when did Don Rickles call in to the podcast? <laughs> go, go ahead, Stephanie. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Twister remake because I did not care for the first movie at all. Um, and so if they can, anything they do, in my opinion, would make it better. So bring it on. I'm, in, I'm into it. I'm hoping that it has nothing to do with the tornado and that they fucking, it's, it's a movie with like Josh Gad and Tina Fey where they play a game of Twister. <laughs> and it's like right, right, right foot blue. All right, that one didn't land. Oh, but fuck okay. you! <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> oh man, you know, so you know, sometimes that you know, you sometimes you try, and yeah, it's just, they can't all be. Home they runs, can't all you know? be. They can't all be. Twist. Yeah, wait, wait. I went with the Milton Bradley game. I don't even know if it's Milton Bradley. I'm just making that up. I have no idea who fucking developed Twister. No idea. No idea. It can't all be gold. It, it, it all can't be fucking Stouffer's mac and cheese fucking faucets. <laughs> fucking quality. Yeah, I know. You're right. Yeah. All right. I don't know. I don't care. It's a, it's a fucking, it's a fucking, uh, it's a, it's a movie about a tornado. Yeah. About it. Yeah. I just can't see. I can't see families like like dads and moms being like so sentimental about the first one that they got to bring their kids to see this new tornado. Yeah, no. Like I don't Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's not like those are dinosaurs. Like I can't be. I can't think of like you know families being like, oh my god, that original tornado. I got to share this with my children. This new new tornado. So uh, I right. yeah. that one landed a little better. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I think I think I drew it out too long. Like like the build up of that joke. You know what I mean? The build up. I don't. I, could anybody land that joke with the fuck it, the Twister game? Or is that like that's like Jimmy Fallon and like people are just like laughing because it's Jimmy Fallon? Well, it, it, it would have worked if you just started talking about the Twister game like you had no idea about the movie oh okay so like like i'm just like an idiot like every character in eurovision (laughs) (laughs) you gotta fucking stop with the haterade oh no i'm I'm so happy that you guys enjoyed that fucking you just sit there and you blindly enjoyed this stupid fucking movie i'm glad that you guys just sat there and you're just like cackling and enjoying that stupid fucking mind-numbing movie i'm so happy for you guys so good (laughs) two hours that i will never get back (laughs) fuck it hey hey christopher nolan can you make a movie about time travel where i can get those two (laughs) two fucking hours back 
fuck. Uh, what is this? What's this fucking story about? Oh, my God. This is weird. This is weird. Me and Jake actually talked about this. Now they're doing it again. This is from Dark Horizons. Bond at Capital Media, Happy Moon Productions, and 10 Global Media have committed to finance a $70 million science fiction film that will be the first to rely on an artificially intelligent actor based on a story by visual effects supervisor Eric Pham and some other people. The story follows a scientist who discovers dangers associated with a program he created to perfect human DNA and helps the artificially intelligent woman he designed, Erica, escape. Japanese scientists Hiroshi Ishiguro and Kohai Agawa, who created Erica in real life as part of their study of robotics, also taught her to act, applying the principles of method acting to artificial intelligence. Cozy says in a statement, in other methods of acting, actors involve their own life experiences in the role, but Erica has no life experiences. She was created from scratch to play the role. We had to simulate her emotions, uh, her motions and emotions through one-on-one sessions, such as controlling the speed of her movements, taking through her feelings, and coaching character development and body language. Let me just stop here. Guys, if you're not understanding what the fuck I'm talking about, is there is an artificial intelligence robot that has created called Erica, and it's going to star in a fucking movie. Like, they're not, this is not fucking like, uh, this is not like a CGI character or some robotics character that's made for this movie. This is a real AI that was created called Erica that they're going to have play a role in a movie. This, Erica, me and Jake talked about this years ago. Erica was originally set to debut in a different project directed by Tony Kay from American History X, but that fell apart over scheduling issues. This is a new, a new movie. A director has not yet been attached, but some of her scenes were shot in Japan in 2019 with the rest likely to take place in Europe next summer. I don't, they're not worried about her catching the COVID. So that's not a, so like, it, but, yeah, that didn't land either. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, this I don't. I'm intrigued. This is weird. Did you guys take a look at like? Did you see the picture of Erica? Yeah. I, yes. I fucking it's good. It's, it, it's interesting, man. It reminds me a lot of uh, uh what was that fucking X? Uh, X Machina. X Machina. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Alita Battle Angel, and it's you know it's it's I would love to see what a fucking actual robot how it acts, and it fucking it probably will be better than anybody in Tenant. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. All these all those slouches in Tenant, Robert Robert Pattinson, because he's just the Twilight guy. Yeah, he's just, just, he's the, a, just guy. the Twilight guy, the sparkly vampire that's gone on to do nothing else. <laughs> And then the, the, the John David Washington and uh, the, the fucking Kenneth Branagh, who's never directed anything or acted in anything worthy worthy of. Any, I'm just, all right, all right, all right calm it down. I know, calm it down. I know, out of control. Get excited. <laughs> I'm getting excited. You're at a fucking uh, nine. I need you at about a three. Okay. Oh, I, 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 hey, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to get on you 
for actually land for landing something on this show because apparently, <laughs> apparently I can't. So, oh, fucking uh, funny, oh, dude, fucking I, I. You've had some dicks on the show that fucking have attacked you, and I was like, I don't want to be that fucking dude. But it's, fucking, it's hard not to, isn't it? No, no, because you fucking you, you get it, you know. Like you're like, all right, fucking this fat bastard could fucking you know get a digging on yes. me. And I'm still fucking friends with the guy. I love you know? it. I love it. I love it when people come back at me and like I. It's like it's like that. It's like hashtag respect, man. When like when 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 like it doesn't turn into just like fucking like when you devolve into just saying like fuck you or whatever. Right. When right. it's like when it's like you can also just come back with another joke, man. That's like hashtag respect with that shit. Sorry to sound like a yeah, millennial, but the fuck yous are easy. You know, that's you, like yeah. fucking who the fuck wants to do that, you know? Yeah. Like, oh man. No. So yeah. I fucking <laughs> I fucking I fucking love it. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I get I get I get a little I get a little Eric Andre, a little frantic on this show. <laughs> You know what I mean, and I, and I know that's a huge toss it for you guys. So, <laughs> gotta gotta rein it back in. Um, but uh, yeah, a fucking movie where your main character, your main actor here, is this? What's fucked up is like this AI is going to get an IMDb fucking credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you, and in the article, I don't remember if they mentioned this or not. Is she going to play an AI? I would assume that's the only avenue they could go is that she yeah. actually plays an AI because she doesn't look human. She looks hu- very human-like, but she doesn't look human. Yeah, I, I would. I would imagine that she would. I would imagine that she would. I would, honestly, like if they were to do this, I would. And people that have read this comic book will, they might agree with me. I was hoping that this would be a, a, an adaptation of Alex and Ada, which is a comic book where. In the future, a guy is not with someone. He went through a bad breakup, and his mother, who is pretty well off and wealthy, sends him like an AI that he starts to develop feelings for. It's a fantastic like mini series. I think it went on like you know eight or ten issues. But um, I, other than that, if they don't adapt Alex and Ada, which I doubt that they will. This just seems like it's a gimmick. Like you're gonna watch it the one time, just to see, out of curiosity, how this AI can actually act in a movie. And I think that's as far as this movie is gonna go. It's just gonna be. It'll be like it'll be a hot topic for people to talk about. You will watch it once, and and that'll be about it. And I just don't have a lot of hope in this. Like, I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. The news that we're getting recently, it's like Tom Cruise is going to space. Now we're getting a fucking AI, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's nuts. I don't, I don't know what's going on in Hollywood right now. So yeah, but I, I still, I will watch this out of sheer curiosity. I'm fascinated by robots. I've, I've always wanted to own my own personal robot. I've talked about this on the podcast before. Ever since I watched fucking Rocky Four and that fucking robot showed up in that movie, I have always wanted a personal robot. Was it Rocky Three or Four? It was three. It was four. Four, I think. It was I four. think it was four. Yeah. It was four. I've always wanted a personal robot. And um not the fuck. I don't want to fuck one. I don't want to fuck a robot. What do you got? Somebody else there? 
no, it's not like I have somebody here that I have to worry about saying that I want to fuck a robot. I did want to fuck a robot. I wanted to fuck a robot for a long time. Like if they could make a robot look like a human, I wanted to fuck them for a long time. I was like, oh my God, that would be perfect. I could fuck the thing and then I could just turn it off and then put it in the closet. <laughs> but then I watched that show Humans. And it totally like fucking like my hard dick for robots like went super flaccid after watching <laughs> that AMC show Humans where it was like it was almost like super rapey what this guy did to this robot. <clears throat> it, was, it was fucked up. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Give me a – I don't know. Maybe I'd bang a hot robot. <laughs> I, I would definitely bang a hot robot. Like fucking Alita Battle Angel, I would fucking bang that. Oh, she's got like the, I don't know, she's got like the anime eyes. I'd feel like I was fucking like Crunchy Roll or something. Like the whole. <laughs> she's also like, is she like a child robot? Yeah. Is she really? Yeah. I, I didn't get that. Okay. All right, <laughs> calm it down. She's, she's over 18, all right? No. All right. Wow. Oh. All right, no, I don't want to fuck Ooh. Alita Battle. We talked about our right? Kelly earlier. I don't know. Um, Jesus fucking Christ! You guys a, are fucking. It's, it's like a minefield here. Yeah, would you slap her around too, Chris? Uh, uh, no, because she would smack me back. I don't like that. Oh man, this uh, I think that this is gonna this is uh this is the episode where we not only jumped the shark but we lost half of our listenership. <laughs> which is already down another half. So mm. Oh my god. Fucking yeah, there's gonna be a lot of editing here. I, none at all. It's all going out there. <laughs> it's all going out. I'm not, I fuck it. I don't you know. Whatever. If people don't understand that we're joking, there's this problem. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, that, we run into that sometimes with our show, but I definitely run into it with the, with the snake show a lot. Yeah. So well, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Fucking be, you know, have some fucking balls. Quibi is going to be, here's the thing. People need to settle down about this news. It, uh, Quibi is going to be airing a, at home remake of the princess bride and i uh, think people are flipping out about this because like for me like the princess bride is a perfect movie in my opinion and i think i love the princess bride i think it's fantastic i love andre the giant i love carrie elwes i love everybody in the cast billy crystal everybody i think everybody did a great job in it this is just i think it's just another one of those fucking it's just it's a it's an at home kind of like <clears throat> where all these stars where they're not going to get together they're just going to film their lines at home and put this together uh it's going to have Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner, Common, Tiffany Haddish, Neil Patrick Harris, Chris Pine, Hugh Jackman, Jennifer Garner, Elijah Wood, John Hamm, tons of people, Beanie Feldstein, tons of actors. Will I watch it? No, this sounds terrible. Yeah. Th- this sounds terrible, but will it ruin the first one? No. I just think this is a fun, stupid gimmick that Quibi's going to show up. It's going to go up there with all the other Quibi content that I don't watch. And I'm not, 
I'm not even, I don't even care. I don't even care that they're doing this. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, fucking Quibi is shit anyway, right? I've, people have been telling me that that Anna Kendrick show, Dummy, is really good, and I haven't watched it. My subscription ends on the on July 6th. Maybe I will come back and pretend that I watched it and say that I liked it just to appease some people, but I probably won't. I probably will not turn Quibi back on before July 6th, to be quite honest with you. I have no... I got my 90 days free. I maybe used it for a week. If that, if that. I watched some Reno 911 and some of their original programming that came out, and that's about it. How was uh, Reno 911? Some episodes were really fucking good. And then some were just kind of like, you know, it's just, yeah, I mean, we're talking about six minute episodes of Reno 911. Right. right. Yeah. That was going to be the only reason I, I did it. You know, I I, yeah. I I didn't get the three months free or anything like that. I was just thinking about joining it now just to watch that. But Oh, my God. They had an episode that was so fucking funny because they were talking about how, like, you know, the police uh, are always shooting. The police are always – and, like, this is, like, so, like – like, like they, this came – like, if this were – like, they wouldn't come out with this now, like, after everything that's gone on. But they had an episode where they were talking about how, like, police have really, like, they've been shooting and shooting black people and, like, how terrible it is that they need to go out of their way and just shoot white people. There's, like, a whole episode. There's a whole episode where they're just camping out at different places and hoping to shoot a white person. And it was that it was pretty hilarious. So. They're like, you know, what about that guy? They're just like waiting for people to come out of convenience stores to shoot. And like the whole episode is just about them shooting a white person. <laughs> and, and is that one of the six minute episodes? Yeah, and it's. And oh, I'm gonna get Quibi then. Okay, fuck it. <laughs> I'll get it for a month. It's a two. It's like a two parter, and it's pretty fucking hilarious. Like, but some of the other episodes were just kind of like, eh. right? But, yeah, I don't know. What else? Do I got anything else for news? Marvel news? No, let's move into Marvel news. I'll play the Marvel news bumper. I haven't played that fucking thing in like 17 weeks. Hold on. news i don't know what to think of this <laughs> this is weird i i don't know what to think of this at all it comes from movieweb.com and the actual rumor does not come from them it comes from somebody else but it's it's a, a wild new rumor surface that would possibly make deadpool 3 one for the ages per this wild and for the moment unsubstantiated rumor Ryan Reynolds actually pitched making a Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe movie what's more he was perhaps looking to reteam with the master of Bayhem himself Michael Bay on the proposed project so they're saying that they're saying that Ryan Reynolds went to Marvel Studios 
and says that he wants to reteam with Michael Bay because they worked on Underground Six together, and he wants to do a Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, which was a comic book run that happened. Um, it was. Uh, Writer Colin Bunn back in 2012 wrote Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, which is precisely what it sounds like. Wade Wilson goes on a tear, taking out all the beloved heroes in the Marvel lineup across four bloody issues. And then this article goes on to say, imagine Bay directing that with Ryan Reynolds, encountering all of the Fox versions of these characters, taking them out for good. So I... That's the rumor here. And this, the, 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 this comes from, the whole rumor comes from, what's his name? This guy on Twitter. Let me pull up his, his Twitter page is fucking, this is the guy who, um, they are saying like came up with a bunch of endgame spoilers like he knew about fat thor before anybody knew about fat thor if you want to follow him it's um at wardell w-a-r-d-e-l-l roger on twitter and like this guy's always coming out with listen to this like he's got like right now he's got uh, Ant-Man 3, Robbie Baldwin has some hard times with his girlfriend's father. Cassie Lang chooses to go by the name Stinger. Uh, Deadpool Kills, yeah, here he is. Deadpool Kills Fox's Marvel Universe was one of the ideas pitched by Reynolds back in 2019. Michael Bay in talks to direct the movie. So like this, this whole article, like, was spun from like this guy because this guy got some of the endgame things right like he knew about fat thor he knew about some other things that happened in ed game he talks about captain marvel 2 will offer offer some serious star wars vibes evil scrolls exist and are gathered as an extremist group called badoon uh mcu is way more dangerous place for wolverine than you might think logan receives his combat nano suit thanks to shuri and antarctic vibranium like this guy is coming out with some fucking crazy fucking rumors but like this is a big one here deadpool kills the marvel universe directed by michael bay and then he goes around killing all the old fox characters like it's done the fox universe is dead the fucking singer verse is gone with the you know disney purchasing fox and so ryan reynolds apparently i don't do you think number one ryan reynolds pitched this to marvel studios and number two do you think that he really had michael bay he really wanted michael bay on as the director or like is he you know like who did the last one was it was it david leitch or or stahelski i can't remember it was one of those matrix guys but didn't he uh uh, wick john wick guys go ahead he he just did that six and uh, six underground with Michael Bay, right? He did I think like you could? That's where maybe the rumor like makes it, or people could make that connection. Like, oh well, yeah, he did Underground Six with Michael Bay. But then yeah, on the, I, on the, the, flip, the idea sounds very Ryan Reynolds, though, doesn't it? It does. it does. Like the whole idea of him going around and killing the Fox characters sounds very Ryan Reynolds, but. Yeah, it was David Leitch who directed the second Deadpool. So, like, is he gone? So they're not having David Leitch do it. 
So he's going to work with Michael Bay in this one. And that's Deadpool. That, the whole Deadpool 3 movie is just going to be that? Well, well, there's a lot of people to kill, right? Because would he be killing Days of Future Past X-Men and Singer First X-Men? Would he be killing Fantastic Four? Would he, you know, there's a lot of people to kill. I think all of them. Like, he could kill, like, the young Xavier and the old Xavier at the same time. It could be a twofer, you know? Like, right, could, right. Could, would this remove any chance that Deadpool would be... I mean, would this be a standalone film? I mean, I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, if he kills all of the old Fox Marvel characters, mm-hmm. then does that take him out of contention for being part of the greater MCU? If that was if that was part of the conversation, because I would think once he does that, if we're mm-hmm. rebooting, I don't know, X Men or Fantastic Four or whatever it is, then like, could he do? He couldn't do both, could he? I have no. Like, what, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I have no idea how Marvel intends to use Deadpool. I, I, I it baffles me to think like how they're going to use him. Is he going to be cameos? Is he going to be? Is he going to be an integral part of the MCU? I like, I have no idea. Yeah, I I don't want to. Uh, I like Deadpool a lot. I like. I don't want to see him kind of mixed in to the greater to the into the greater MCU picture. I like him as a standalone, and I think if this video, if this idea is if it's true, I really hope Michael Bay doesn't have anything to do with it. I yeah, just, yeah, I don't like that either. I, I don't like mm-hmm. the I don't like the Michael Bay thing, and I, I think Michael Bay movies have their place, but I don't think Michael Bay has a place in anything marvel um and then also like i think that this whole movie just sounds like it's a fun concept but like i don't know if i could watch a whole movie of this like if that's the whole movie it's just him going around and killing like all the fox universe characters like it's just going to be kind of like what creative ways can we watch deadpool kill you know the fucking Nightcrawler character, or here he is killing, you know, Sophia Turner as Jean Grey, and like, like how many, just how many different ways can he kill different characters? I think it, it it'll wear kind of, it'll get old. After I, I don't know. I think it's a fun like if they want to do like a fifteen minute short of it, that's that's fun. But like, I don't know if I could watch a whole fucking like hour and 45 minute movie of him just going around killing all the it just seems it's 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 fun to think about but i don't know if i could watch it for an hour and 45 minutes it just oh i think i can <laughs> of course you can. i i think it would be funny man it's like fucking you, you know leave professor x for last and then uh you know kill the old him and then realize that there's a young him so you got to start a whole new fucking story arc, you know, to kill the young one. I, I think something like that can be fun, but I wouldn't want Michael Bay to do it. Yeah. And maybe do like um, a five, 15 minute series online or whatever. It's not going to go on Disney Plus. You know that. Oh, God, no. All right. Oh, God, no. Precious, (laughs) precious, the precious virgin Disney Plus. Oh, the the beautiful flower. 
<laughs> Disney Plus, don't taint it. We've got to take all the fucks out of Hamilton for Disney yeah. Plus. <laughs> oh, sweet Disney Plus. We've got to give Daryl Hannah more hair to cover up her ass and splash because the sweet virgin Disney Plus can't handle <laughs> Partial nudity from a 1980s film starring Tom Hanks and the hilarious John Candy. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I want to see, I, God, I want to, I, I do, I want a Deadpool announcement. I want to, anything. I want Feige or fucking Marvel to, to acknowledge Deadpool at all. Um, <laughs> It's bullshit, you know. We're getting a fucking. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, nothing against fucking, nothing against Shang Chi, but we're getting a Shang Chi movie and they haven't announced a Deadpool three. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It just it's it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me that some of these properties that haven't brought in any money yet. Have been greenlit, and like I trust me, I want to see Shang Chi because Shang Chi is going to deal with like the the Ten Rings and stuff like that, and like that's a storyline that I feel like they abandoned in the Iron Man series. I want to see that wrapped up, and I want to see a true Mandarin. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that. I guess I guess I guess Shang Chi was the only thing I could think of. I just, it's like, we haven't got an announcement of a Deadpool 3, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you think it's possible that there hasn't been an announcement of a Deadpool 3, because now that the, now that it lives, now that, now that Marvel's got complete control, that maybe Ryan Reynolds may want a bigger, may want a more expansive, an opportunity for the character to be more expansive within the MCU instead of standalone films, and maybe that's something he's trying to work out. I, I don't. Was, I don't. If I was Deadpool. That's what I would want. I don't think that Ryan Reynolds wants to sacrifice the integrity and the R-rated integrity of the character for the overall yeah. MCU. Fair enough. I think Ryan Reynolds is fighting for keeping that character lewd and crude, and the Deadpool that we have come to know within the first two films, and not. And if he and if it's going to come at the sacrifice of him being a bigger part of the overall MCU, I, I think he's out. That makes sense. Well, I, I heard it at one time that they were thinking about using Deadpool in a uh, Stan Lee cameo type of role, where he just makes an appearance in every Marvel movie. I'd be fine with that. I would be. Yeah, fine I'd, be, with I'd that. be okay with that also. And then just have him do his own separate stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And like, if he did show up in a Marvel movie, I think it'd be kind of funny for him to like, if he did swear, he'd get bleeped and he's totally aware that he's getting bleeped. Like he can yeah. hear it. That would know? be awesome. Yeah. 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 Stuff like that. But, um, I don't know. Like I just, for me, it's like, I feel like Deadpool kills the Marvel universe is a fun idea, but like I was looking forward, I was just looking for like a legit Deadpool three, like what we got, what, what is he up to now after the events of Deadpool two? And like, we were supposed to get like that, that cable and X force movie. And that feels like that's not going to happen. But on the flip side, it's like, I don't think that 
Marvel Studios and Disney would have a problem with working with Josh Brolin again. Yeah, but, neither do I. Yeah. But I don't who is Josh Brolin coming back as Cable? It's like not until until there's an announcement, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Deadpool. All I know is that I feel like Disney sees dollar signs with this character and they're going to do something with him. The next movie is going to be a huge indicator as to whether we as fans are going to go forward with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. Right. Yeah. And if you're getting Michael Bay in there, I'm not down. Like this should be, they, they, you should get David Leitch back, or you should get fucking Tim Miller, the first director, or somebody. You, you're not doing this with Michael Bay. I don't, I don't care how much fun Ryan Reynolds had piling around with fucking Michael Bay on the set of Underground Six. I don't care. Six Underground. Six Underground. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Sixty nine. Whatever the fuck. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, yeah. Whatever the fuck it was called. It was a fun. It was a fun, stupid movie. But that, I don't want Deadpool. I want Deadpool to at least be made by somebody who has a little bit of fandom for the character. Yeah. I feel I feel like you get Michael Bay in there, and it's just like it's like another Brian Singer coming in there that doesn't have any love for the character to begin with. And it, it, I don't know if David Leitch has any love for the character, but I do know that David Leitch, coming from a, from from a stunt background, knows how to do action choreography. And we got some amazing fucking action out of Deadpool in that second film. I still like I like the first film way better though. Well, I like it way better, but I think the second film was great too, though. I liked it. I didn't love it, but I, man, that first one, Jesus Christ, that first one was incredible. Nice. The second one was no Eurovision, but fucking <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, <laughs> I know no Eurovision. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's just jump into the big, this is it. This is it. This is, we're going to, we're going to end it on this. I'm sorry I buried the lead. I hate doing this to you people, but I felt it was necessary this week. Let's move into DC news. I'll play the fucking bumper. I never play it. Last night, Batman destroyed my vagina. And now the leftovers are going to destroy DC news. It's time for DC news, you fucking pieces of shit. The rap had an exclusive this week titled Batman Returns Michael Keaton and talks to play Bruce Wayne in the Flash movie. After nearly 30 years, Michael Keaton is in talks to return to the role of Batman to reappear alongside Ezra Miller in Warner Brothers' upcoming movie, The Flash. The rap has learned exclusively. Talks with Keaton are in the very early stages. It is far from a sure thing and can go either way. No details are currently available about how big or small Keaton's role is. That plot will introduce general audiences to the idea of the multiverse, one of the core concepts underpinning DC Comics. For the non-fanboy set, the multiverse refers to a shifting number of alternate universes that coexist within the larger reality depicted in DC Comics, originally created to explain various contradictory changes the company's characters experienced over decades it allows several different versions of the same characters to simultaneously exist and occasionally interact. Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman will not be affected, and Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne is still viewed as the future of the franchise. One notable component is the idea that in every single universe, Earth is always home to a larger than normal number of superpowered heroes and villains whose actions often have galaxy-spanning consequences. 
So, yeah, the rap has learned that Michael Keaton, and it looks like it's happening. Michael Keaton's coming back, and he's going to be playing Batman uh, in the Flash movie, and which is going to be Flashpoint. And it's not just for one movie. Like, it sounds like what I've been reading is that he's going to be signed on for multiple film appearances. And what I'm hearing from DR Movie News 1 on Twitter, this is all rumor, of course. He's going to be a mentor figure like Nick Fury. He's replacing Affleck as DCEU's main Batman slash Bruce Wayne. He's going to appear in multiple DCEU films. Batgirl is rumored to be the DCEU's younger Bat figure. Batman and Batman Returns are canon? Question mark. They don't know. We don't know. That's a question. Ben Affleck is still done as Batman. Snyder Cut will probably be his final appearance. They're going to most likely bring in Keaton via multiverse, but he's going to stay as the DCEU Batman. Robert Pattinson's Batman is completely separate, like the Joker movie. Uh, the Flash is going to be directed by Andy Muschietti, the IT director. And uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is still rumored to appear as Thomas Wayne in Flashpoint. Uh, Ezra Miller is returning as the Flash. So <clears throat> these are the rumors that uh, that are coming out now. I want to know your guys' thoughts on this. Like uh, last time we saw Michael Keaton as Batman was Batman Returns in 1992. He left the role of Batman once Tim Burton left the franchise they signed on with, uh, with when they when they hired Joel Schumacher who then made like a more campier Batman and that's when uh, Keaton left but what are your thoughts on this yay or nay Stephanie what are you thinking so excited like at the prospect of Michael Keaton being Batman in any in any universe in any you know in any age, um, he's my favorite Batman, um, and so to see him come back or the, the possibility of him coming back um, and reprising his role in multiple films, I'm really excited. I think I'm a little. I think I'd like to see if this pans out. Why they would choose to do it at like bring him in. In these in the DCEU in this way, and then still have Robert Pattinson doing kind of like separate Batman films. It seems a little extra, if that's the right word. But I mean, anytime. I mean, but I'm excited. Michael Keaton is Batman, and I think it could be interesting, especially if they're going to be um, presenting him, like you said, as like a Nick Fury type of like overseer, like mentor, what figure or whatever that is. I think that could be really interesting, and I think it could play to to to, to their advantage to have him. Um, reprise his role in that way. There you go. Chris, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking that Warner Brothers and DC never learn. Like, why would you put a deal in for multiple movies when you haven't proved that you could uh, have multiple multiple movies fit in together yet? You know, like, why would you say, okay, th- this guy's going to be in five movies now, and now you got to figure out a way to jam Michael Keaton into fucking five movies? It, you know, it didn't work with Justice League. Uh, I, I'm I'm one of those people that hated Wonder Woman. Uh, you know, so just, like, stop taking a jump into multiple uh, movie plans when the current one isn't even a success yet. Like, why would you do that? 
Well, it's like, a, I'm it, not excited at all for this, really. It's they're resetting the universe though with Flashpoint. I mean that that's that's what this all comes down to. Like they know that they are done with the events of what happened in the Snyderverse. They're they're done. They have to do this at this point. I'm not saying they've done things the right way. I'm not saying they've done things the right way. But they know that they fucked up. They know that they fucked up. They know that they have to use this Ezra Miller movie, this Flash movie, as a reset point. And it's all leading up to what they think could be a lot of fun, I think, I think we're going to get Flashpoint. It's going to open up the multiverse. And then from there, I think they're going crisis. We're going- right, but, but that would be fine if just last year they didn't say, we're going to work on standalone movies now. You know, so that's, a good, so, that's a good point. I, that's a great fucking, <laughs> that is a great fucking point. And, and really, like, isn't everybody about Flash pointed out by now with the TV show, you know, and uh, the crisis fucking crossover? Like, I don't need to see that in a movie in the next five years. But, like, okay, I understand everything that you're saying. Like, the whole mechanics of it and the way that they fucking done this sucks. But, God damn it, you can't tell me that you're not... Are you not you're not excited to see Michael Keaton back as an older Batman? No, because historically over the last eight years, ten years, DC will just fuck it up. And, and I'd rather not see Michael Keaton back as Batman if there if it's just gonna be a fucked up version of Batman. Now I, I will like it if it's gonna be a more of a Bruce Wayne Batman Beyond character. Um but I just don't have faith in anything DC. They don't have a Feige to attach everything. Yeah. So Jeez. it's just like I, I just look at DC movies as wasted time now. You know, I can't. Like, I haven't seen a DC movie in the theaters since um, uh, I don't know, Man of Steel, maybe twenty fucking thirteen. Yeah. I. I uh I, I came in here super excited about this news and talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I no, you're making you're, like seriously, you're making some really good points. Like I'm not gonna lie, like I was just like super excited because it's like fucking, you know, it's 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 Michael Keaton coming back as Batman. I'm thinking to myself like, like could they, you know, like if this movie is 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 super popular, could could this. If it's so popular, let's say like he he makes an appearance in the Flash. People love him. He's beloved. They love it. They love this return of the character. Like how long before they announce like a, a Keaton Batman solo movie? And if that comes out, like it's like you know like the last hurrah. Like the la- I mean we're talking about Michael Keaton. He's sixty eight. He doesn't look sixty eight. Right. And I mean, he, and if you're saying like, oh, he's a 68 year old Batman and he's going to suck and blah, blah, blah. He's too old for the fucking role. No, no, no I'm worried if, if they fuck up the story. No, That's not, not you, not you, just people in general talking, like being an ageist and talking about like, he literally just played like the fucking vulture just a few years right, ago. Right, and yeah. he did a fantastic job in that role, in my opinion, as well. Better than I think anybody could have done. D- you know, I, I wasn't, I think John Malkovich was rumored as the, as the vulture for like the Raimi movies when they talked about that. But, um, 
Keaton, like, I was thinking to myself, like, by the, if they did a Keaton solo movie, if, if people loved him in the Flash movie, and then they decided to do, like, a last hurrah, like, a, a, a like, you know, he, he, and he, and they make a fucking Keaton solo Batman movie, and he realizes that he's too old for this, he can't, he can't do it, his body just won't allow him to, then they could do a Batman Beyond where he could pass the torch. Yes, and, and that would be cool. But right now, I think they're doing with the the Joker movie. And I was one of the guys that hated the Joker movie also because for for the whole um, run up to the Joker movie, they're like, "This is not a real Joker movie. This has nothing to do with Batman. This is uh, you, you know a descent into madness." And this is what you know we're going to talk about. Yet every five minutes in that fucking movie. They did a Bruce Wayne. They did a fucking Batman reference they, or a um, uh, Thomas Wayne reference. It, 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 like, don't tell me it's not about it's not related to Batman if you're going to shove Batman down my throat. I feel like the, they were trying to like basically say is it's like it's like it's a, it's a Joker centric story, but like Gotham and the Wayne still exist. It's just not going to lead into like you're you're not going to get like eventually like this joker going head to head against like the batman that we know you know yeah i I don't know i think that guy went full retard in that fucking movie and i just couldn't stand it oh go ahead part of my problem and i am excited to see michael keaton you know be bruce wayne or batman or however they're gonna do it part of my problem with dc movies is i'm I think I'm just kind of tired of them seeing, of seeing them do variations of the same characters over and over again. I don't need to see the Joker in another, I don't need, I feel like they feel like they're not getting it right. And so they're like, well, let's do it this way. Well, like, give me something else. There's other characters I can see that you've done, you've done previously and we haven't seen recently or characters that you could just, that we we can see for the first time. I'm done seeing 48 versions of Batman. I'm done seeing 48 versions of the Joker. Like, I, I don't know. I just, it's kind of repetitive. And that's why I'm not, I don't get terribly excited about DC movies just because none of it feels new or fresh to me. It just feels like uh-huh. it's trial and error. It feels like a lot of trial and error. It, uh, totally. I think like the, in the next movie, they should give us 13 jokers. And like we as a fan base can like do an American Idol thing where we like, pick, <laughs> <laughs> we get to call in and we get to pick which joker we liked. And well, then go well, instead of, you know, five shitty Batman movies. Give me one good Green Lantern movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and I'm like a, a mega Batman fan. You know, um, but I really like. I haven't liked it since uh, uh, Dark Knight Rises or Returns or whatever the second uh, Bell movie. Yeah, that was the that was the uh, Dark Knight Return. That was the Dark Knight, and then the third one was Dark Knight Rises. Um, Dark Knight Returns was Frank Miller's graphic novel. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it was not a graphic novel. It was originally released in comics. I get it. They were comics. <laughs> Comic book nerds get like super fucking angry about that. Like, yeah. If, if you call, yeah. if you call Watchmen. Like, and I love comic books, so chill the fuck out, people. Like, <laughs> but if you call Watchmen a graphic novel, like they'll get pissed off at you because like they're it originally came out in single issues like you know and they're like like when uh fucking the walking dead would come out at the beginning of the show and it was like based on the graphic novel by robert kirkman like um people be like 
Why don't they say comic books? They're embarrassed by the word comic book. Graphic novel. It's a, why are you calling it a graphic novel by Robert Kirkman? You're embarrassed by the word comic books. It's like, dude, just be fucking happy. <laughs> just be happy yeah, that you're getting this. Just chill the fuck out. It's all right. I love comic books, too. But Christ, chill the fuck out. Just, you got your win. You got a show. Shut the fuck up. And it was like, the, it's like, was still one of the most popular fucking shows on cable, even though the fucking ratings are down and shit. I don't know. Um, I, 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 fucking like, aside from all this fucking, like, how the fuck are they gonna do this? And like, I don't, I'm, I'm still excited to see Keaton back as Batman. And like, it, it's like one of those things, like, we get to see what this character is doing now, 30 years later. Like, what, like, what's happened 30 years later now with this character? Like, is there a chance that we'll see, um, fucking, um, Catwoman? Uh, um, what's her? Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman again. Like, in this, like, show up. I'm not saying she's gonna show up in a cat suit. You know, yeah, but she might show up as like Bruce Wayne's wife. Exactly, exactly. No. Like at the end of the movie or end of something, like we might see her show up as like Bruce Wayne's wife or something like that. And like we'll probably hear about, we'll get to see, maybe we'll get to hear like his reaction or like to like Alfred's death because like his Alfred, like the actor that played his Alfred is dead. Yes, yeah. So like that that guy was like that guy was old enough. To, he probably was a passenger that survived the Titanic. <laughs> that guy was old as shit. Yeah. And so that guy's dead. And so like his Alfred's dead. So we'll get to see. Like we might get to like the. I'm interested. It's like is but he going to react if, to Alfred's death? Go ahead. If it's Flashpoint, right? Why couldn't we have Michael Caine as Michael Keaton's Alfred? We definitely could. I don't think that we're going to get any Nolan stuff. I think, like, I don't think we're going to get any of the Nolan stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I bet you're right about that. I, but I've always kind of, I've, I'm thinking to myself, like, could they, if there was a big enough fucking crisis movie, could they talk Ben Affleck into reprising the role and fighting alongside Michael Keaton Batman? They probably could. Dude, I, I'm sorry, but like, if they just go crazy with it like that, like, I'm kind of down for that. Like, you well, know, if, to quote, to quote Michael, every Batman, to quote Michael Keaton, Keaton. Hold on, let me, to quote Michael Keaton in Batman, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Like, that's the kind of shit. <laughs> if you're going to fucking do this, just go nuts with it, with these multiverses, right? Yeah, I mean, and put everybody, from Clooney to Val Kilmer, uh, make Val Kilmer fucking fat man, and then fucking <laughs> just put them all in and throw the money at it because you know people will see that. I mean, like, did Justice League make a billion dollars? Not even close. It made over six hundred million. I think like maybe six hundred and fifty. It, but it, it was far from hitting a billion. Yeah, uh, but the Joker made, or Joker made a billion, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you put together fucking Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney, fucking Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, at different stages of Batman, you know that that's going to make all the money. Because I'm going to go see that movie five times. 
you know so why not fucking do it and do like um you, you know do a fucking hail mary because your your current movies fucking suck dick uh it's a, I you can cherry pick like here's the thing you can cherry pick what's worked and what hasn't worked i know you didn't like wonder woman but there's a lot of people that didn't and i loved it there's a lot of people that did and you can cherry pick what's worked for them. Like that financially worked for them. Am I worried about the second Wonder Woman film? Fuck yeah. From everything I've read, it sounds like a, it sounds like it's going to be terrible. And I'm, she and, fucking I'm, lassos lightning. Yeah. Lassos lightning, <laughs> stuff like that. But like my biggest problem with that is like the whole wishing stone and, and, and I don't know. I think they're introducing. A little bit. You got Kristen Wiig in there, and I think that her cheetah reminds me. Her the way she's acting in those trailers just reminds me of like Jim Carrey's fucking Riddler, and right. you know Jamie Foxx's Electro, and it's just like another bad representation of like a really, you know. I think like I think like. Cheetah is a definitely a Wonder Woman villain, but I think you can do anything that you want to with the character. Cause I don't think like most people are gonna be like, like an, any Iron Man villain. You can take any new twist on an Iron Man villain, and I don't think anybody but the comic book fans are gonna be upset. Right. Except for me and the Mandarin. That was terrible. But anyway, I'm just, I don't know. I think you can cherry pick what has worked in the DC universe and change it with crisis and keep what worked and get rid of what didn't work. And so, but you've got to make crisis work in order to do that. First off, you have to make Ezra Miller's flash work. Cause if you're going to go ahead, if you're going to go forward with the flash and be in cast to Ezra Miller, like I, I you, you got to make that character work. You've got to, you've got to make, um, everything that they're wanting to stick work in that movie. It's a way to get rid of the Ben Affleck Batman and bring in a new Batman. It's a way to like, I think Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Like I thought the movie was fine. I, I tasted it. I didn't think it was great. But it financially it worked, it worked. So they're, they're, you're not going to change that up too much. And like, but they could do something different with Superman because I don't know what DC plans on doing with Henry Cavill. He recently came out and said he wants to play the character for years. Like he's not done playing Superman. Yeah, I just saw that yesterday. But like, but but it, uh, is Warner Brothers done with him? I feel like I feel like they've just kind of got him on like. Um, they kind of got him on like a leash right now, like or keeping him at bay. Like we don't know what we're doing with you. We're seeing like where's your stock at right now? Oh, people liked him in the new Mission Impossible movie. Um, yeah, Witcher was kind of a success for Netflix. We're getting a se- season two. Let's let's look at what Henry Cavill's stock is at right now. Is it up or is it down? Are we gonna keep him on as Superman or not? It's it's so. What the fuck is going on with DC? Was I don't know. It's fucking. It is. It boggles my fucking mind. It boggles my fucking mind. I don't know. I really don't know. I really just want this to work. 
I really want this to work. I want to see I if Michael Keaton comes back as Batman, I want it to work. It's like it's like it's like Michael Jordan coming out of retirement and then fucking just not, you know what I mean? Just 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 sucking. Just just being terrible. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't, I, I, I want him to come back and be successful. But it's like you made the point earlier of like they're going to just focus on solo movies and like you're 100% right with like this whole flash point movie. Like it feels like they're just trying to bring back the, they're trying to connect this universe again. And like that's what they tried to do before. They tried to do it way too soon and it just didn't work. Right. We got Justice League. But I feel like, do you think that they're maybe like putting the cart before the horse here and they're thinking, oh, we're, we're done with Snyder. We're done with Snyder. Now we can, now we can, now we can do our fucking universe. Now we got a, it. A fucking hundred percent, I think. I think that's immediately what they thought when, uh, because, uh, Pattinson is, is young, right? So, so he theoretically, if this Batman movie is successful, he could go at it for the next 10 or 12 years, right? But is he one – is he like, – here's the thing. Matt Reeves right now is doing this movie under like the assumption – I believe that Matt Reeves is doing this movie under the assumption that this is completely separate from the DC universe. It's separate from the Joker movie that they did. It's separate from the Wonder Woman movie, the Snyderverse, everything that they've ever done before. He's doing his own movie. And so let's say that they do get to a point where they're like, oh, fuck, this this fucking Robert Pattinson Batman is super fucking popular. Oh, my God, we'd like to bring him into the bigger picture. We'd like to bring him in, you know, like after the events of what happened in Flashpoint, what's going on now in Crisis. We want to bring him in as, you know, like a younger Batman into this whole universe. I feel like Matt Reeves at that point would be like, "Okay, if that's what you're wanting to do, I'm out. I'm gone. And then, like, does Robert Pattinson stick around? Does he, like, does he stick around for this? To be, like, or or does he fucking pull a Michael Keaton like he did and pull out and not do the Schumacher movies? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. I, I, God, I kind of just want them to... If they're going to have these separate movies, just keep them separate and not try to bring them in. And if Michael Keaton wants to go into like, I don't know what's going on. I have no idea what's going on with any of this. It is so weird. It is so. And it's almost like even like the cartoons, like we get a Suicide Squad movie. We get this movie, that movie. They can't not have Batman show up. And like, it's like, it's not even a flash movie now. It's like a, it's like, a, it's like a flash slash Batman movie. At this right. Point. Right. <laughs> and they're like, the, be a, the first flash that. movie we're getting is flashpoint. It's not a, it's not, you know what I mean? It's not. It's it's crazy. It's weird. It is weird. Well, also, like, just from Justice League, like, do you really feel that Ezra Miller could carry an entire movie without a Batman, without a fucking some kind of flashpoint overlay? When I watched, he was in a movie, um, 
Oh God, what was it called? Was it The Perks of Being a Wallflower? I thought that he was like, I think that was the movie. I thought he was like really funny and really charismatic and stuff like that. And then it's like, and then ever since then, I've been really disappointed in everything else I've, I've seen him in. I was not a fan of like his, his character in like the, the Harry Potter movies, like the spinoffs, the, Right, the um, uh, Fantastic Beasts. The Fantastic yeah. Beasts movies. I was just not a fan of him in those movies. And I really haven't been impressed by anything that he's done since then. I I know there are people that will tell you that they loved him in Justice League. And I was not blown away by his performance. Like, they, I, like first off, like I like, as far as flashes go, I'm more of a fan of... Um, of uh, Wally West than I ever have been Barry Allen. So, like, first off, get me Wally West. But <laughs> second, like, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he can carry the movie. I, I, I really couldn't tell you if he can carry a movie. Like, it's it's one of those things where I haven't seen enough of the guy to tell you that he can carry this fucking movie as The Flash. I'm not 100% yeah, it's, sold. It's worrisome. It's definitely worrisome. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. It's crazy. Oh, what was it? Okay. Full Circle Cinema had an article about the Flash movie. And it said, oh, yeah, they talked about... Um, it was, it was um, Daniel Rickman, who's like, he's had a few scoops in the past. Some have been correct, some have been wrong. But he's saying that, um, what's his name, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played Thomas Wayne in Batman v Superman. Right. Is going to come back and play Thomas Wayne in this one. So Right, uh, but didn't they say he was going to play that Thomas Wayne was going to be Batman at some point. Well, that's yeah. Like, like the whole story in that is that instead of Thomas Wayne getting killed, it's like Martha and Bruce get killed in the alley. And so Thomas Wayne becomes Batman, but he's a Batman that uses guns. Oh, I, I actually wouldn't hate that. Yeah, it's. I, I love to see a Batman killing people and fucking gunning them down. I would definitely like that. Yeah, it's an older Batman that fucking uses guns. Yeah, so it's it's a pretty cool like, it's a pretty cool story actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what they're saying. So, um, and then Grace Randolph on Twitter, she's, I don't know, I don't know how reliable she's from the honeymooners, right? What? Is it? Is uh, to the moon? Yeah, wasn't that Norn's wife? Was it? Oh shit! I haven't watched the Honeymooners in years. I used to the original Honeymooners. The original Honeymooners with on on, on fucking Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Oh god, Jackie fucking Gleason. What was it? What was the pool movie that he starred in? The Hustler. The Hustler. Was it the Hustler? Yeah. yeah the, it was the Hustler, and then the second one was the Color of Money. That was a sequel. Right. That was right. yeah. 
Oh god! Remember him in the fucking toy? How great was he in that? Oh, he was great in the toy. That fucking movie, like oh, yeah. th- that, would not go over today. At no. All. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not. T- if you want to know about that movie, just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> we've we've already had enough offensive shit on this episode <laughs> that we don't need to get into the fucking toy. Well, was uh, was the woman's name Joyce Randolph? You said uh, Grace Randolph. Oh, okay. Joyce Randolph was the honeymooners. Ah. Uh. Grace Randolph, <laughs> she said on Twitter, now that I've heard it from a second source, it seems word is indeed getting out. And so I can confirm the Snyder Cut cameo I've been teasing is indeed Ryan Reynolds for Green Lantern. Hmm. I'm hearing Warner Brothers is working on putting the deal together now to make it official. If they're not reshooting anything, then how the fuck are they going to get Ryan Reynolds in there to play Green Lantern? Yeah. That's all I'm saying. If they're, if they're not reshooting anything, Grace. Oh, God. Grace! Uh, do you remember, uh, do you remember was it Ferris Bueller? <laughs> the principal? When he would, do you remember that? Grace! Oh my god, that's funny. Mm. Do you remember when Matthew Broderick was cool and not your dad? Oh yeah. yeah. He, he turned into your dad in the uh, Godzilla movie. Oh god. Like, yeah, just years later, like a decade later, he's your dad. But my god, Ferris was so cool back in the day. Yeah. But I don't even know if I can go back and watch Ferris Bueller now and him be cool knowing how dad-like he is today. <laughs> knowing what he's become? Yeah, I think his dadness has tainted and tarnished the legend of Ferris Bueller of then, now, if that makes sense. No, I, w- I would actually almost agree with you because the other guy, uh, Cameron, he- he's lost all of anything that he had cool about him in that movie, too. Yeah, Cameron, was he ever cool, though? Was Cameron yeah, I, th- cool? I thought he was cool. He was cool with that whole Abe Froman bit. Oh, God, he was fucking, he was fucking cool as a cucumber in that yeah. scene. <laughs> Oh my God! He pulled that shit off. Abe Froman, Sausage King of Chicago. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie was so good, and the soundtrack was so. Um, mm, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 it was the it was the coolest. I think it was like I think it was. I don't know. Is it the best John Hughes? Is it the best John Hughes? No. Or is the Breakfast Club? Oh man, that, that's hard. I said, really I know you're going to say Home Alone. Just get the fuck, whatever. Home Alone. We get it. I think Pretty in Pink is the best John. Really? Pretty yeah. in Pink. Oh, that, that's Stephanie going back a little further than I thought she would. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Stephanie, it's a, for the first time this episode, I, I'm impressed with you. Oh, I'm get, oh, 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 no. oh come on. I, no. Hold on. I know. Shots fired. Like bullet to the heart. Shots man. fired. I honestly, Stephanie, you're a fan favorite and I fucking love having you on the show. That was just uh, another thing that I said that didn't land. 
That's okay. And I love coming on. Okay. There were, <laughs> I love having you on. Uh, that's why I invited you back on for this one. <laughs> love having Stephanie on. Every once in a while, I'll look at it and be like, oh, my God, who haven't I had on in a while? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I've had Neil on for seven weeks straight. Let's have Stephanie on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Chris Eaton! How have, how have you enjoyed your first and last time on PCL? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking loved it. Don't call again. Um, <laughs> fucking news. Had a good time, man. Thank you, brother. It was fucking. Uh, it, it was definitely uh, better than I thought it would be. Uh, honestly, I, had- I like. I, I thought I would suck on it. You know, that's why I had to write notes. Oh man, the whole note thing. Don't get all wrapped up in it. Don't get all wrapped up. I just, you know, don't get, don't get too, don't, it's when you get too wrapped up in the note taken that when you sound like you're just reading the whole time. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, no, no, I, I totally get you, but fucking, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, these guys, they're on top of this shit. You know, me and Duncan just fucking, Talk about dick and fart jokes and insult each other's mothers. You know, like fucking. <laughs> this is a lot more complicated a podcast to be on. Not, so, really, uh, not really. I mean, honestly, like uh, we talk about some stupid fucking shit on here too. I like to, but see, I like to, I like to, I like to have something to fall back on. Like I want to talk about all the stupid shit, but my god, I gotta rein it in sometimes. So I gotta have these notes here. These notes are like my fucking. They're like my fucking like little lifeboat. You know what I mean? My little fucking lifesaver. You know, when I'm fucking struggling, which is a lot. Like, like you called me out a couple times on some jokes that didn't land. And so it's good. It's like, it's, it's, it's good that I can like, I can hug these notes. I can pull them in. Like, yeah. What you could do is time. you can highlight those jokes and just label them never again. Never again. I can file those as fucking like never, ever again. I'll forget. I think I've like said the same jokes on this show like 17 times. Like I'm just oh. recycling the same stuff. It's just insane. I do that a lot too. Yeah. And we're only 30 episodes in and I've told the same story four oh, times. God, you know, it's, it's, it's going to get worse for you then, man. It's going to like, yeah. you got to spread those out. <laughs> no, I, I got to just get new stories. You know? Yeah. You got to, yeah, you got to do more name dropping on your show. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. I didn't know that was possible. He could do more name dropping? I could do way more. Yeah. Oh I was a God. fucking sea level rock guy in Hollywood for fucking 10 years. So fucking. You know, you want to fucking name, uh, the, you know, you want, you want to see me hanging out with the fucking singer of the Bullet Boys, fucking I'm your guy. Okay. So just, uh, you, you know, just kind of take it from there. Oh my God. The only thing that, that, that's, that's missing from this right now is the, uh, tape measure from the dick measuring that's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Fucking, I'm definitely anxious to get the tape measure out after saying I knew the lead singer from the Bullet Boys. Right? <laughs> Can't wait to fucking measure that dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh, right. Uh, many centimeters reviewed that day. That's, that's right. That's fucking right. Now, <laughs> um, oh, Stephanie, thank you so much. I can't believe I insulted you earlier. That did not go over well. It didn't feel good doing it. And when did and you insult me? Moments ago. Yeah, oh. the first funny thing you said. Yeah. Oh no, no, no! Insulted. <laughs> I love coming on. I love having you on. Thank God. Thank God there was a day that fucking Stephanie Chapman came into my life. Oh, I, I, so I think sweet. the same thing. 
You're fantastic. You're fantastic. Yeah. Chris Eaton. All right, you guys, just like all good leftovers say on the doggy bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you land a joke! <laughs> I sullied the fuck out of that one! No, yeah, seriously. You did, you did good there. That was a home run. Thank you. Uh, no, everybody, Chris Eaton, you do a podcast. Talk about it. Uh, yeah, it's called uh, My One Black Friend and My One White Friend. And uh, we just talk about basically what we've done during the week. And then we uh, review movies and TV shows. So... Uh, it's fun. It's offensive. Uh, it's not a safe space. If you want to come listen, don't listen to it at work. And, uh, we'd love the, uh, we'd love the extra people. So come on in and have fun. Come on in and have fun. <laughs> Sounds like, as should be Dave and Buster's new fucking slogan. That's right. That's, <laughs> sounds like a Dave and Buster's. We are the Dave and Buster's of fucking <laughs> shitty podcast. So fucking come on in. Air hockey tables for everyone. <laughs> Seriously, thank you both so much for coming in this week. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. So for did I, brother. Me. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Just like all good leftovers say in the doggy bags, thank you for your patronage. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week with episode 340, Independent Stage Life. We'll see ya. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Leftovers. Congratulations. I don't know how you did it. I couldn't do it. You people need a T-shirt saying, I just listened to two hours of nonsensical crap. Anyway, if you'd like to reach the Pop Culture Leftovers cast, you can email them at comments at popcultureleftovers.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at PC Leftovers or like their Facebook page. They'd love to hear from you. They're all pretty sad and lonely. One of them is homeless, but I didn't say that. There's already like 7 million podcasts talking about pop culture and all that. Makes us happy like shooting at a womp rat. But it's all been done before. We don't want to be a copycat. We're the leftovers picking up the scraps. Dropped by the cool kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good at toss it, good at take it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it. Can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture. Carry over counterculture. Push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids, what's to say's already been said. Leftovers. Pretty sure that the only talent is the band that's singing this. Pop culture leftovers. Podcasts that are original and good. Have already been done before, so we should separate the wheat from the shaft and the shaft of crap, even though we're the shit. Woo! We're the leftovers picking up the scraps, dropped by the poor kids. It, it, it's a trap. Good and toss it, good and taste it. Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it. Let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over counterculture, push over pop culture. Leftovers. And with the uncool kids. What's to say it's already been said Leftovers Pretty sure that the only talent Is the band that's singing this Pop culture leftovers Do we love it? Hey, let's face it, can't erase it, let's embrace the Tupperware party. Subculture spill over like a vulture, carry over, counterculture, push over, pop culture, leftovers.